Welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your destiny musician, Noah Prudo, and I'm here with our hardened heroes. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. We took new feats, now gangrens dead meats. Ooh, <laughs> very special. And it is I, Ashley Goodwin. In the solve, we found the answer, so Smite could hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> That's so yeah, beautiful. That's You've been holding on to that one. played during their yes. not whatever flamenco bullshit you, you wrote. wrote. <laughs> I, t- I know I said that I wrote flamenco bullshit, but I just emailed um, Ellen. Ellen and I was like, hey, I don't know if you heard. I we're was gay. in Aida. I'm gay. <laughs> so we're should. cool, right? You're cool if I use Tiny Dance on my pod. Anyways, guys, we have, <laughs> in other news, we have three episodes left. Prison. Three episodes left. But first, how about a word from our sponsors? Let's begin with a little recap. Let's. Last time, our heroes rejoiced as Smite Altrui, a.k.a. Landscorcher, was brought back to life. Yay! As an ASMR! Unslay. (laughs) Unslay. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the afterlife for why people are saying unslay. Uh, He rolled on the table and managed to get Protector ASMR. He was previously a Scourge ASMR, so it's just a different subtype, but it's absolutely crazy. He came back as an ASMR. And so our angel-winged hero blinked open his eyes, finding himself back in his own body. After a teary-eyed reunion with Priya, Cardamon announced that there would have to be a celebration for his homecoming, and so it was decided that at sundown they would have a feast in his honor. Breaking off to get ready, each one of our heroes got up to very different things. Zola briefly met with Trick, letting them know that the best time for their salve heist would be later in the night when everyone was a bit intoxicated. She also wanted to let Brigand know about the plan, feeling that withholding information didn't sit right with her. This heist was definitely risky, and if she failed, or even if she succeeded, she would be putting the Keeper and her mother's roles in Elder Green Haven in danger. Trick acknowledged this, wanting to trust in Brigid as it was essential for them to succeed in their overall mission, and the two broke off to get ready for the celebration. Meanwhile, Brigid visited Smite in his new room, getting to have their own reunion. Brigid expressed how grateful she was that he Why'd was you back. Why'd say it like that? Because, <laughs> oh, I forgot. I didn't, you're right. I didn't release the sex cut. I cut oh, that no. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Brigid expressed how grateful she was that he was back and how much she missed him, Smite reciprocating fully, so sorry that he had left and so happy to be back. Seeing that his body was still missing an arm, which he had sacrificed for her, Brigid cast Regenerate to give him back his arm. What does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Once it was back, she smiled and told him they would meet up later. Smite literally left wondering, what does this mean? Shortly after, Zola visited Smite to express how much she missed him, and the two shared a similar, though less arm-restoring reunion, chatting about Brigid and how glad they were. Oh. Oh. So you already... Okay. Just kidding. I have a smile. Um, The gift is actually from both of us. We both signed the card. Can you sign the (laughs) card? Did you you put my name in? Don't worry, I said it was from you as well. (laughs) The ultimate friend move. Also, friend zoning yourself. Uh, I didn't do it as a romance thing. It's from me and Zola. Zola. (laughs) See, look, Zola, you signed the card. Oh, God. The two chatted about Brigitte and how glad they were that he was back with them. Finally, their party was together again, focused on the path ahead. 
Sola left him so he can get ready, and she, Trick, and Brigid had a secret meeting to pre-game, aka convince the Keeper and plan the theft of the salve. One emotional and productive conversation later, Brigid was in on the plan, and joining with Smite and the four plus familiars, they all enjoyed some jungle brews before heading to the reincarnation celebration. <laughs> Just thinking about us having jungle juice at the party. <laughs> like, absolute frat vibes. <laughs> Everyone did have red solo cups. It was super environmental. <laughs> Oh, God. The party was a blast. All of Elder Green Haven there to celebrate Smite, his work, and those who brought him back. The group enjoying the food, drinks, games, and dancing until things started to get a bit wild. Using the chaos as cover, the crew, Sans Smite and Priya, who were still enjoying their time together, snuck back to Brigid's room to pull off the heist of the century to invade said sanctuary. Putting their brilliant plan into action, the party used the Planestone to cast Arcane Gate, Trick and Zola then using Mage Hand through the gate to switch the salve with Garlic Hummus. The switch was <laughs> flawless, and so the party quickly returned to the celebrations, actually enjoying the cornucopia of food, drinks, and other party favors. Um, Delicious. Did not get to enjoy the hummus, sadly. <laughs> sadly, everyone Don't was worry, really, some really by complaining. My bed. When I wake up, I just put my foot in it. <laughs> it's the salve, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what causes my level up. Uh, um, after the keeper poorly handed off the plain stone to her mother, Brigid and Smite shared an intimate dance, and Zola, seeing Priya by herself, took the moment to chat with her former infatuation. The two reflected on the past few months and how they ended things, eventually leading to Zola revealing that she had found someone else in her travels, and though she cared deeply for Priya, she thought friendship would be best at that time. It hurt to hear this, but Priya understood expressing gratitude for Zola's help in finding and bringing back Smite to her, choosing to focus on that rather than the heartbreak. The two split, Zola promising Ugh. they would return to Paddlewick in the morning and retake it by noon, heading off to bed after feeling a bit drained by the conversation. On her way, she spotted Marfin preparing to leave, finding out that he wanted to get back to Aurelia to clean up house and prepare for the inevitable and Plebo's return to the capital. With hopes they could cut off the deep note before he got to Paragon, he left to prepare, leaving our heroes to sleep off the partying of the evening. And that is where we are right now. Zoe, Zoe. Zola, uh, you've headed off to bed. The sounds of the party echoing in the background um, from the central courtyard as you head to your private room. Um, still in, of course, the pied crow form nestling with you. Uh, is there anything you wanted to do before you officially head to bed? Yeah, I was thinking about how Ciceros and I left our conversation off. Uh, at the end of the last episode and then I was looking at my spell slots and I realized that I had three more abilities to cast sending and so I don't even think that we necessarily like have to actually do it but I just think that Zola would message Ciceros again and be like I have three more spell slots before I go to sleep do you want to use them up and tell me about Spyare and just you know chat a little bit maybe and get her mind off of being in a dungeon <laughs> <laughs> there's a pause for a moment that was uh, many months ago but it it was very, it was very very good I I think I did a good job setting up um, a stable form of democracy there she seems unsure that's so crazy I didn't know you had a interest in politics <laughs> It was mostly Admiral Styx's idea. Are you... 
Are you coming soon, or...? We're coming in the morning. As soon as everyone regains their strength from today, it was a big day. We revived my friend. So, more allies now. Good. You'll need them. I can't wait to see you. I miss you so much. I know. You mentioned it. I miss you, too. This is my last one, though. So, I guess... See you soon? There's uh, a long pause. Um, Be careful. And if it means surviving, I need you to focus on that. Not me. I regrettably don't have a sending spell to <laughs> refute that thought, but I will tomorrow when I come pull it out of the dungeon. Immediately. How dare you say that to me? I was always going to save you. I slam my head against the pillow and go to sleep. <laughs> uh, we jump back to Brigid where you, Smite, and Priya have like remained just a little bit longer with the celebrations as they're pittering out. You see the, a number of the casters here, some arcane from the capital, some of the like druids who are um, acolytes here, have been teaming up and are creating like little fireworks displays and there's just beautiful sparkling lights, illusions and other things appearing in the sky. Uh, And as the two of you, you and Smite probably at this point, just kind of sitting in your thrones, drinking and enjoying the last moments of this party, you watch as Magnolia goes to cast a firework and there is a a few sparks around her and then it... hell there is this burst of this like black green lightning that strikes a few people nearby and they all like like stumble back like patting off smoke and like holding these these scar marks where it looks like there's been some sort of necrotic burn on them i'm okay i'm okay sorry just a little tipsy probably just uh, screwed up the hand motions Sola jumps in bed hearing an explosion. <laughs> There's like a <laughs> in the distance. What the fuck? Maggie, what was that? You hop down from the dais and rush over to her and she goes, I I don't know. I I mean, it's a normally a very easy spell. I I'm not sure. What were you casting? Just fireworks. Maggie, this is necrotic damage. I know, I don't know. I'm sorry, everyone. Just this giant woman, just like, everyone's like ducking back. And it's like, whoa, uh, it's okay, it's okay. People kind of retreating, a little nervous. Um, Can I like cast a healing word on everyone? Yeah, you. I'll say that you use some healing magic to kind of heal people up. There definitely were some people where that was very, very painful. Thankfully, it's like the casters were kind of separate from the civilians. So no one with like four hit points got hit by that. Yeah. But you see a number of folks that you have to like go over and you everyone see- Everyone gets seven back yeah that's plenty that's actually pretty much exactly what they took you go over and you see smite kind of like (laughs) like hobbles over and does a little um healing hands as well and uses lay on hands and you guys heal up the people who have just been like burnt by this spell backfiring take a day off dude you're just dead (laughs) (laughs) i um, no days off (laughs) i want to cast like a cantrip like a create bonfire and see if magic is okay you create a little bonfire in your hands. Similar to 
pretty much every time you guys have been casting since you got back, there was like a little moment where it's kind of like you went to go tug from the weave and it was a little bit looser than you expected. So you kind of had to like be very, have a little bit more finesse, but it was a cantrip. So it's so easy that you're able to quickly make that shift, but you do feel, I guess, give me an arcana check or an insight check. They'll tell you different things, but um, I'll say arcana is more relevant, but insight might give you a hint into like what, what Maggie and other people are sussing out here. Okay. Let's go with arcana. And I'm going to roll my brand new dice. Ooh. <laughs> That's a three. You don't know much about the nature of the weave on a, like, you know, mathematical sort of arcane um, academic sort of way. So you're not really sure what just went wrong there or, like, whose fault it was. But it definitely is unusual. Maggie's like a decent, like a, you know, I would say like if we were like talking stats wise, like Maggie's closer to level 10 than level one. And like that kind of mistake is not something of someone of her caliber would make. Smite, I'm, I'm worried that letting Nula out is, is affecting the magic near, nearest to her. Can you try and see if it's okay? I can, um, and you see he, like, sniffs the air, doing his, his paladin divine sense, and I'll, I'll say, Brigid. yeah, he's Scooby-Doo's. Brigid missed that. Face scratches up all cute when you, sn- <laughs> when you sniff. That is a natural two, unfortunately, even with his archivos. Yeah, you guys are just fucking a little toasted. Uh, he is... Is magic weird tonight? He's like, I don't, I mean, I don't know, it might, maybe it was just a, like, slip of the finger sort of thing, or... Priya, is know. magic weird tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Priya, Priya, check it out. out. Please tell me it's a natural one. It's a natural 20. <gasps> yes. Priya, it probably doesn't drink that much. Priya, <laughs> Priya doesn't drink much, so somber. it takes much less for her to get drunk. But she did have a pretty sombering conversation, so that kind of sobered her Um I would say Priya comes over and, you know, kind of inspects, like, the healing that was done. You know, she also was there helping you. She doesn't necessarily know a lot about the big picture, nor does she know a lot about the weave in general. I mean, she is a divine caster. She gets all of her power from her faith in her beliefs. Um... But she, as she's kind of thinking about it and looking at the two of you, I think that this is something wrong on a larger scale. I don't know if it's specific to an incident. I've been feeling myself like certain powerful magics are a little bit harder these days. Huh. I'll ask Zola about it in the morning. I feel like she would know what the hell that was. Yeah, that was a little unnerving. Could we maybe, you know, we can all, you can catch me up on everything I miss tomorrow and we Mm -hmm. can talk about it? Yeah. I think I might head to bed soon, you guys. Yeah, I'm pretty tired too. I think that Brigid is like, after that little incident, is like, oh shit, this this party's over. And uh, in a big way. Someone got a little bit too drunk and like fell off a table and broke something. Yeah. Everyone's mm. like, we're going to go. Yeah. You see the party kind of starts petering out. I mean, the mood is still pretty light. And, you know, uh, Smite tries to kind of like switch up the subject and go like, 
Yeah, I'm pretty tired, too. Will you walk me back? I feel like I will need help getting back. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, you know, Puck pulls you away from the situation. But everyone definitely noticed that it was a little odd. Yeah, I see. I give Maggie, like, a little touch on the way out. Just, like, nod. Like, it's okay. And she nods to you. You can tell that she definitely feels a little embarrassed by the moment. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little tipsy. Nothing to worry about, everyone. And you guys head off to bed. You escort Smite back to his room, and he thanks you. And literally just is like, first thing tomorrow, you guys have to tell me what the fuck is going on, all right? Yeah, of course. Promise? <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was great dancing with you tonight. I had such a good time. You're terrific. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Me too. I'll see you first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here. You'll be here. We'll both be here together. Alive. Hard to believe, but yes. <laughs> I say this as I'm like finger gunsing, stepping backwards. <laughs> He's doing the same thing. Okay, so I'll uh, see you tomorrow. Okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Closes the door. Um, see you later. It's so fucking stupid. I see it. See you Bria's later. standing right there. I think that was a normal thing to say. Hi, Bria. <laughs> Didn't you say? I thought you were walking me back to my room also. Yes, Iver. Yes, of course. Sorry. You, you guys just didn't talk to me the whole time, but I just, you know, I mean, it's okay. Um, Where's your room? I don't have one. I just came I'm, here this morning. <laughs> trick question. <laughs> Sister. Can you guys um, be a little quiet? They're me just trying to sleep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, so sorry. I'll take any room is good. Any room's good. Um, to, I, probably, maybe not one really close to Zola's room. Maybe a little bit further down. Why? I don't want to. Just yet. Yeah, that's just. Okay. Tired. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm allowed to snore actually, and I don't want to wake them. Do you wanna? Um. Okay. Let's check. Let's open this door. Oh my god, sorry, 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 I'm so sorry. Okay, let's try this one. Oh, sorry, that's... <laughs> Just sleeping tabaxis in there. <laughs> okay. Do you not know, is there any room that I can take? I haven't or? been here in so long. Okay, we'll find a room. And after a bit of time, you do eventually find an open room that she can go in. This one's like kind of trash. No, this is this is perfect. I'm so tired. Are you sure? Yes, yes. Do you want to sleep in my room? No, this is fine. I, this is fine. I'll see you tomorrow. Do you need anything? N- no, Water? No, I'm okay. I'm, okay. I'm fine. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it though. I'll see you tomorrow and we can, we'll go back to Paddle. Can I have a hug? Yeah, of course. <laughs> she gives you a hug. So good to meet you. It's, it's great to meet you too. What a boon on top of all of this. I never knew I was going to make so many new friends tonight. Me too. <sighs> well, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Night. Finger guns Finger walking guns. backwards. <laughs> Trying to make a good impression with the, the sister. sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You both finally slip off into a black void. Brigid, you blink, and you've never been here before. You've never seen another keeper in this place. You don't even dream, per se. You're always getting visions of your past lives. It's more of like a meditation that you fall into. But this, you look at your hands. These are your hands. This is no memory. 
Zola, you too suddenly find yourself in the darkness of this void, the space between spaces, and as you turn your head, you see that Brigid is there with you. Oh, are you here to give me my port and rolls? Guys? Are you here? Smite? Smite's there as well. Oh. Uh-oh. This is the weirdest dream I've ever had. Um, I grab both of their hands and I kind of like organize us into like back to back to back, like facing out into the darkness. You face out into the darkness and begin to feel a rumble, totally new for you, Zola, as the ground itself begins to quake beneath your feet and you have to try and maintain your balance. Zola, what's going on? You both begin to see figures and scenes playing out. Brigid, you recognize these. These are other keepers. These are just other memories. Zola, you begin to see the overhead is a swirling stardust of the astral sea and Smite's having some sort of weird, like, stress dreams about getting up for school in Aurelia. It's as if everything here is blurring and bending together. You're all in the same dream space. Is this what you guys usually dream about? Yeah, this is what my trancing is. You see Smite has drawn his blade and it goes, I will fight this test! Are you in your underwear? That is... That's because I sleep in my underwear. Wait a minute. Is this a dream? Are you real? This is definitely not... A dream. But it is. But we're here. I'm never drinking again. You suddenly find that the ground shifts and you are standing on Grimch's fortress, but again, all of your dreams are still there present. Things are shifting in and out. It's as if you are standing betwixt all these dreams as they intersect. And as you look, you see the Shard and Limburger standing there. They see you and they both look surprised, but for different reasons. Can I cast Detect Thoughts on Mistra? You cast Detect Thoughts? She is going to attempt to counterspell you. If you would like, it's a second level spell, so technically it's an auto counter. You can try and counter her if you'd like. I will counter her. Okay, you need to roll. I'll do a third level counter spell because that was before I fell asleep. I remembered I saw two third level spell slots. Okay, I'm going to have you roll. This is a DC 19. 18. Ooh, you go to try and look into the thoughts of this soon-to-be goddess, and you watch as she looks to you and her eyes narrow, and she snaps her fingers, and you attempt to counter her quickly, but you are unable to. What is this? She is about to answer you, and Smite goes, is that? And then you guys watch as cracks begin to form, these opalescent sort of breaks within reality, as the world begins to grind and shift once more, and everything shatters and you all wake up, drenched in cold sweat. I sprint out into the hallway and like throw my door against the wall. Me too. Smite has done literally the same as like full like arm barreled through and broken down his door and with, with like his blade drawn. Ah, you're still wearing your underwear. Ah, <laughs> runs back into his room. What, what the hell that? was that? I don't know. Was that a real dream? Smite coming back, pulling on pants. Yes, that was Groomsh's fortress and Mistra and Limburger. Mistra. That's where you go, and that's who you see. And those, were those the keepers? Mm-hmm. And that was your test? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I sometimes have stress dreams about school and growing up. And, Life is stressful. Yeah, I, what the fuck? Why, what? So that was not just a dream. Did anything weird happen last night after I went to bed? Yeah. What? Yeah. Brig is, like, trying to piece it all together. Maggie tried to cast some magic and and make some fireworks but it was necrotic it like energy backfired and it, in her ba- hand. yeah exactly 
And then I tried to create a bonfire and it was like hard. Do you think your mom has a coffee and oat milk anywhere? Yeah. I think it's time to catch Smite up. What time is it? It's morning. You guys slept the full night. Whoa. Um, and which is, it's even strange for you. You guys went to bed, like, let's say it was a late night, you know, we're calling like maybe a 2 a.m. sort of call time, so to speak. But it's like eight, like six hours have passed. That's longer than Briggy normally even trances in the first place. You guys all Whoa. rush down the hallways uh, together. You see, um, you know, some people are getting up still. It's it's still early even, and it was a late night, as I said, so people are pretty much just like, just taking the day on very slowly as you like push into Cardamon's office and you see that she's there like inscribing something on a piece of paper with a cup of tea. Oh, I'm surprised at how early you all are up. Mom, we just had the strangest dream that we all were in together. Something's going on with the weave. I think we all need to sit down and have a strong espresso. Yes, of course. And she snaps her fingers, and in just a few moments, there are some people, some different acolytes coming in, and they provide you guys with some um, Veridontes coffee and some fruits that you can enjoy for this morning. I turn to Smite, and I kind of grab his hand and go, are you ready? You didn't miss a whole lot, but it was kind of a lot what you did miss. I mean, I was ready last night, so I'm double ready this morning. Okay. Um, as we're all sipping on our coffees, I will give Smite a recap of everything that happened from the moment of his death, Plebo getting the crown, Marfin's memories, and everything that we learned about Mistra. Um, the only thing that I will kind of keep private is any of the uh, more emotional conversations that Brigid and I had where she like confided in me about Smite's feelings. I don't want to reveal those to smite through my brain so i just kind of politely skirt around like the whole grieving him section gotta follow the code thanks you know? bestie <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like there's not everything you don't need to know everything but mostly <laughs> i mean here's the thing even if you had told him that stuff that would obviously come to a like his head he would be thinking about it but everything you tell him has such gravity and has such an impact on him and his oath and his beliefs that when you finish he is sitting in place just shocked eyes wide marfin left last night by the way sorry i know you probably have questions for him yeah i got some fucking questions for him got some big questions i got two questions for him two now that each one of them is a fist, Noah if that is wasn't clear. Up there. <laughs> <They're two fists>. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So she wants to destroy magic, I guess. But something I mean her relationship with Limburger was always perplexing to me. It's hard. Last night when we were together, I tried to read her thoughts. That was her shutting down my spell. Because mm. I just can't quite tell what her actual intentions are. If magic is failing because she's trying to pull another malediction, maybe Limburger's presence with her is having some kind of... It's all folding into, de- into, folding into necromancy, maybe? Um, Brigid, why don't you give me an insight check? I mean, you were there, you didn't get an action, but I'll say that retroactively, if you're, like, thinking of the moment when you finally got a glimpse of this goddess and this figure who Zola has told you about, but you've never truly seen, Limburger. Yeah, I think that Brigid's putting two and two together. By the way, doesn't Limburger smell awful? 
Yeah, I feel like I could, I've never been able to really smell in a dream, but I could smell him in this dream. It's 28. 28. <laughs> that is... Okay. I will give you a read on both of them then. I was only going to give you one, but that's pretty high. Limburger looked totally surprised by everything that was happening. Limburger clearly not necessarily in on whatever's going on, and the fact that there was suddenly this weird combination, it was kind of, like, to them, it was like you turn, and there's, like, an open doorway, and in that doorway, you can see, like, all these dreams, like, f like smashing into each other. So he was like, what in the world? This is not what I was expecting to see at this moment. Mistra looked surprised in a way that was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that this could happen. And I and it surprises you that she would think that because you're like, I know this is the goddess of magic. She's like, she's a maid of this. She is omnipotent. like this, She is omnipotent when it comes to this. But I think that you realize that she perhaps isn't omnipotent. That perhaps in giving herself a mortal, like material form, she lost full access to uh, that full, it's, you know what it is? It's actually like us in our own body, right? Like we know our own body, we can sense things in our body, but only the inner, like our subconscious and like the actual physical cells of our body know exactly what's going on in there. This is similar. She is the brain of magic. She's able to perceive and understand and feel and be connected to it, but she is watching like a reflex go off the she was like, oh, that's funny. I didn't know that was going to happen. Not in a way that's like, this ruins everything, but in a way that's like, that makes sense. I just didn't expect it to happen. Got it. Um, I relay this to Zola and Smite. It feels like she was a little surprised by her presence there. And it feels like what would surprise someone like her? I don't think that... I think similar to the Shard, Mistra is still a child in some ways. I mean, she is the Shard, but Smite, I spoke to her about you and your oath. Well, you saw in my recap spell the look on her face. It was like... She didn't expect someone to call her out on something. Makes me... It's making me reassess a lot of things, for sure. She is relative to the rest of everything a young god, right? Or has she always been here? Is she older than Groomsh and Corellin? You all kind of hypothesizing about this, you see Cardamon goes... Well, if what we know is true and what we've seen is true, then she, the Mistra that we know, the Shard, is certainly newer than all those gods. But magic is older than everything. Right. So perhaps it's a disconnect. Perhaps she is, in making herself separate from it, she has lost full understanding of all of the things that are going on, which would explain what happened with Maggie last night. Perhaps the Shard is their own being. That would explain why they don't have control over all this. And, well, this is actually good news, so it smiles, everyone. I spoke to Babareshi um, about your successful trip to How the How is she? Oh, She's wonderful. Um, she absolutely was sleeping when I came there, but 
I woke her up, and she was not that upset with me. <laughs> Who is this woman? She's sleeping at a time like this? <laughs> it's kind of her thing. She's she's honestly very good when she's, she's sleeping. She's so cool. You would love her. She, you would love she her. She sounds like a real card. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone takes a moment and nods, smiling appreciatively of the incredible character that is Valerie. Thinking of she, her fully naked ar- arising from, <laughs> from, from the big mushroom. <laughs> She is a card. <laughs> so she managed to follow the trail of, well, your trip to the Burnt Grove. Her fungal forests have been resistant, though not immune, immune to the curse that's been spreading from the Pale Waste. And she was hoping to understand what you described happening in the Burnt Grove, if there was any connection or... Well, point is that she visited, and you must have done some very powerful spellcraft there, darling, because apparently the entire grove has completely regrown. The trees and the briars have taken on new life. It's obviously still an absolute mess all around it, but you clearly had an impact, and if that wasn't necessarily something you were trying to do, then I think it might be in line with some of the stuff we saw last night with Magnolia. Well, plant growth does sometimes last a long time and have lasting effects, um, but in a place like that, yeah, in a place like that, it feels like some m- magics are being plussed up or something in some way intensified. Changed. Yeah, but it seems so random. It's kind of like the shards magic, wild magic. Like how when we were under the city. And how strong was the spell that you cast? I, I, it was a ninth level spell. Maybe it's <laughs> starting with the strongest spells. Those are getting the most out of control. I think I also skipped the part in the recap where Brigid was screaming at the base of the tree, punching the tree. I pulled away and was like, and we got the flower. And then we basically did the thing. It was like there's... a quick, like, slideshow cut of, like, you, That's not like, embarrassing at all. Walking through. I don't know what you're talking about. You plucking the flower. Blaze of glory! <laughs> right, so I think that perhaps what's going on just all has to do with the... The weave. The weave unraveling. Do we think if if we were able to, hypothetical, because I don't know how I would get to him, and if I did, I don't exactly know how to uh, battle in the Astral Sea, but if we did destroy Limburger, do we think that, well, do we think that he might be holding Mr. back in kind of a good way, or do we think he's just nothing to her? It's strange that there's still connected you would think that she would be able to just spit him out like a sunflower seed if he was or snap his fingers and be done with him yeah just eject the gems somewhere if she's so powerful now i think she has a plan that we are not aware of and it sounds like she's using him i don't think that she truly wants to align herself with Lindberger or groomsh regardless of how much of a young goddess she is right yeah, it doesn't seem her style. No, I think there's something that we're missing. Well, should we go to Paddlewick today? Yes, we have <sighs> a lot of business to attend to there, for sure. Yeah, I wanna I feel like a lot. I got a lot to get out, and I'd love to get it out in a violent way. Oh, hey, morning, Priya. We're going to Paddlewick. Smite can see the temple, and... Our town. You see Priya in the doorway with a cup of espresso, <laughs> having just joined. 
violence. Oh. No, you don't have to come if you don't want to. I immediately turn to Brigitte and Smite and just give them help eyes. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, um, my brother's reaction. I'm very intense. You guys had are having a bit of a conversation here. I'm sorry for interrupting. Smite, are you, are you okay? I'm just... I got. I had just, you know, sort out what the promises and goals I've had for some time mean in the face of the person who I kind of was looking up to slash, you know, teaching others to look up to, having a, like, very nihilist, destroy-everything mentality that's... I mean, I, I don't know. It feels like it's... Feels like it's not aligned with what I've always heard or thought of her, but also at the same time, like after seeing what Marfin did, then I'm I'm I I understand why she's angry, so I'm just I guess I'm just confused. I don't know. People are people, mm-hmm. even gods. All of your motives and all of your goals have been consistent. You are maybe the most consistent person I know. That's hilarious to me, but thank you. And hey, I'll still be an acolyte with you. If we got to find someone else, so be it. Maybe I'll be an acolyte of Smite. An acolyte of Smite. <laughs> a Smikeolite. <laughs> That's it. We're the Smikeolites. That's brilliant. That's a good team name. And Priya, you down? <laughs> Priya smiles and puts a hand on Smite's shoulder and goes... Faith is meant to be tested. If what you believe is true, even if she doesn't believe it, then it will be revealed in the end. And listen, Marfin... Marfin's just like all of us, trying to learn and help and use magic for good. Can't be easy to improve on your mistakes when you don't remember them. Gotta at least give him that. Also... Fair. I don't know if he knew that he was hurting her and sometimes people do things if they don't know listen I don't, I don't know I think that there's two sides to both of their stories and I wouldn't give up on Mistra just yet <sighs> well I suppose what I believe still feels true in that we should all be able to freely use magic and have choice over what we want to do with our lives so I guess I'll just focus on that and try and maybe put a little back burner on the religious side of things Trick I can feel your breath on my neck if you want to just not come out of invisibility Sorry I'm just practicing breathing you know because I don't do it so it's very hard for me to know how to whether the levels of which I have to do it (laughs) Trick appears Trick did you want an espresso? Well, they already taste no, like dirt, so I mean, sh- might as well. We gotta stop doing this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I give Cardamom a look. <laughs> tugs at her collar and, and makes the same face back. Well, if you're going to Paddlewick, I'll make sure that those who are need to know where you've gone are aware. And I suppose if you, in twelve hours you're not back, then I'll be sure to something like that. Something you know, I'll follow up. Can I message Brigid? Yes. Did I see you give your mom back the plane stone last night? Oh, that was so stupid. You were a couple drinks in. I was trying to, like, cover up, like, do a good thing because we did a bad thing. 
percent i remember doing the bad thing maybe we ask your mom to walk us out and then we send trick back for it should we take it i mean i have transfer via plans but could be a good thing to have in our back pocket in case we end up in the astral sea battling a god do have plane shift if we need it up to you can you think of a reason why she would need it over here I mean, the grove seems good. <laughs> yeah. That was the only big thing, right? I'm chatting with cardamom and my eyes blank being like, and I love the coffee that you have. Are these beans from the Veridanta? Oh, yes, they're natively grown. And you see Smite is also In like engaging with her. The grove is uh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, Priya and Smite are definitely engaging in conversation. They're talking basically about she's catching Smite up on all of the good things that he's missed with all of the people he's helped and everything and how much they've integrated. So that's you can set, you can tell that that's kind of like helping him at least for the moment let go of his uh, confusion. What if transport via plants goes wrong with and you do like a necromancy on a tree? Fuck. What if we're stuck inside the tree? Okay. I don't want to be okay, in a tree. Okay, just take it. Just take it. Oh, I'm nauseous. I really don't want to be in a tree. <laughs> this is going to be a really long day. I'm going to message Trick. When we leave with Brigid's mom, can you steal the plain stone from her desk? <laughs> Brigid goes, and, goes to a bird bath and splashes water on her face. <laughs> I'm standing on the other side of the bird bath and we're just alternating. <laughs> Please don't use that bird bath. I haven't cleaned it in quite some time. It's not good for your skin. Press a digitation. <laughs> bird should be gone. You send that message to Trick. And Trick goes, already done. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I look at Brigid and go, already done. With a 30. Out loud. <laughs> already, what's already done? My espresso. The press of digitation. <laughs> you say that at the Presso same time. Digitation. And she just looks at you guys and goes, all right, well, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to tell you. Um, um, potions? You've absolutely wiped me out, darling. And you, every time you've landed in here, you've smashed my I'm mini already fridge. already kneeling, looking in the mini fridge. <laughs> Get out of the mini fridge. <laughs> Is there anything you got? Anything? Mom, I don't know if we told you, but there's like a dragon. Do we First, still have that weird shard of crystal that you're making? I've given you enough. <laughs> what have you given me so I could write it down? I don't have anything for you, darling. Poshies. Honey, I have literally... You have... When you've teleported into my office twice now, and both times you've decided to land on the mini fridge and shatter all the potions within it. Mrs. Brigitte's mom, when we leave, could you maybe please send a sending, if you have it, to Marfin and just let him know that we are uh, heading to Paddlewick? I don't, but one of the oh, um, no, it's it's just it's a it's one of your wizard spells. But I have plenty of people who have come from Aurelia who are indeed mages. Who I will have them reach out to Marvin okay, for me. Thanks. Thank yeah, maybe Jerry can. Yeah, oh. sure. Maybe Jerry. Maybe Jerry. He's very sober-minded. I now he drank water all last night. I did see that. He's not even a, a little on the sauce. Not even. He was smoking like a motherfucker. Now. <laughs> Yes, he, he does. That man's seen a lot. That man has seen a lot. All right, we're going <laughs> to head out now. Um, maybe we can reconvene when we come back tonight. Um, Tell Jerry I said bye. <laughs> I, I will, darling, I will. You guys head out. As you do, your mother goes, Oh, I did want to inquire about 
Well, the ring of thorns and your eye, if I may. This eye? Just kidding. Yes, please, anything that you know. There are old, primordial types of magic outside the schools that are based in ideas and words. Dreams, for example, which I preside over, and promises. And she looks at the tattoo of thorns and your eye. Yes, I promised Groomsh that I would help him return to the material plane and um, create domination over all who aren't orcs. Not really a promise befitting of my character, but I was dead, so I was kind of willing to say anything. We all make promises in dire times, I understand. These are marks of destiny, though, so they will have to come to pass, or your soul will be forfeit. But I can, I could help Groomsh come to the material plane. Maybe there's something that could happen after that. I mean, I never said I wouldn't help Mistra, but helping him seek domination over everyone, it's such a continued plan. I don't know how to... Well, us fae are big on contracts, We, and we have that in common with devils. We are very familiar with the nitty-gritty, so I will do my best to research into ways around this. I have, The reason why I asked was I was thinking of you, Brigid, and trying to ensure that the promise you made wasn't done in a way that would backfire on you, and thankfully it seems like addressing the issue of the Pale Waste will be enough. But it got me thinking, and given the situation with your eye, I just wanted to be clear on what we were walking into. Well, my promise was to make that place better. And I've started already, kind of by accident. So I'm not super worried about my... Oh, darling, no. I'm, I think you're fine. I mean, she, <laughs> she, she like looks away from Zola. You're incredibly capable, and the promise that you made certainly seems to be... It's low-key. It's in line with what we, we want. Yeah. I will do my best to learn more about the mark of destiny you carry. When someone has one of these changes happen to them, when it's physical and one can see, it is usually very powerful magic, so there may not be a way out of it, but perhaps there's a way through it. Yeah, through it. So give me an insight check. I got a four on my insight. I think that, you know, nothing comes to mind right away, but you are thinking about this idea of a mark of destiny. I don't know how to resist the contract because I think that the terms of the contract are all built around my arrival. They've as well as told me that I'm a vessel, I think they're going to use me as some kind of maybe component to open the gate, or they'll need my power to open the gate. Well, in order to access passage through the sacred seals, a soul that is betrothed to a plane that is beyond them has the ability to move through them. The seals themselves were designed to keep out larger, more powerful beings, but that's why souls are able to slip through to head to the afterlife. So I'm essentially going to stick my hands in and open it up wide for him 
Why did I say it like that? Unless there's a way for you to get out of it, I guess. I mean, what's it mean if your soul's forfeit? Really? You know what? Let's go to Paddlewick. Because, Trick, do you feel like your soul is forfeit right now? Trick thinks for a moment. I feel like my soul is broken. It didn't go through. And you see Smite go, I felt like I was in like an in-between place, so I don't really know anything about a sacred seal situation, but I'm sure that we can figure out a way around this or figure out some sort of substitute or I don't know. Mom, have you ever even heard of something like that to be possible? To like break an oath like this? All I can say is that if Zola were to go against the oath, then her soul is forfeit. If she were to essentially prevent the situation from happening, it would spell her doom. Well, I come from a long line of oath breakers, so it's kind of in my blood. That was fucking sick. Daps you under the table. <laughs> Thanks. My mom's pretty cool. You're going to meet her, by the way. Is is it cool if I tell my mom to meet us in Paddlewick? That's is that a great cool? idea. It's not yeah. a bummer if my mom comes. No, 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 no. We would love to meet her. Your mom's her super cool. Also, I mean, more hands, all hands on deck. You know, we got to have as many people coming in for this. Thanks. Yeah. I have a feeling things are going to be crazy there. Tinder dick slash a dragon, the feral free. There's guards. There's other kinds of guards. I mean, everything is going on there. But I'm going to be real. I kind of want to find my dad really fast. <laughs> Do you... What if we... Brigid, I could show you the old oak tree that's on my farm and we could just go right to my home and then we could stealth into town. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's going to be pretty difficult to stealth into town, I'm going to be honest. It's kind of an ironclad city. Well, if we think it's dumb and we think that we ought to teleport right into the city, but that might also be kind of suspicious. Well, what's our main goal? We want to get Cicero's back. Yeah, free. I mean, I think that there's all kinds of people down there in the Omnimalum's Tower that's underneath Paddlewick. They were keeping children and guards there. Cicero's said that there were others. And we also need to find Tinderdick and get him to renege on Trick's contract. However, that is killing him, maybe? Anyone? (laughs) Look around. Trick. (laughs) Gauging the vibe. (laughs) Trick goes, that technically would fulfill the contract, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we, I mean, is there a tree down there? Can we just teleport to where she's being hidden or something? I feel like we'll be able to work it out. There are parks in Paddlewick. Yeah, I, yeah. there's definitely some trees within the walls. I mean, again, might be conspicuous, but we can work it out. And we can I, work it out. Priya and I know the exact sewer that leads down. Mm-hmm. Very familiar. I think it's important that you see your dad. Yeah. If you want to take a moment stealthily before we dive underground together again. Let's then... at least prep my dad before we essentially start a whole battle in the town. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe he'll have some kind of insight for us. I think so. Carterman um, wishes you all good luck uh, and your pretty um, sizable party uh, heads out of the office. Uh, Brigid, you stop on the way out. Thank you so much for your help. Of course, darling. I'm going to look into this mark of destiny situation. I Do you think that she'll be okay? I don't want to lose my friend. 
Darling, I, I truly do not know, but we, as I said, will find a way through it. There's powerful magic in the world, and I'm sure we can... Do you sure think we can... we can use the weave breaking to our advantage? That I don't know. That's a question for Marfin. Thank you for covering for us and for helping us with the reincarnation. I'm so happy that he's here. Me as well, darling. It was an honor to be able to assist, and I'm so happy that it went so well. Good luck. Thank you. You head out, and your group kind of heads down the hallway and finds another private room. Probably, Actually, honestly, you probably head to Brigid's room, which has some trees already growing in it that you could potentially use. Uh, your group, Trick, Priya, Smite, the two of you, and of course, your three familiars, Bobby, Stilton, and Pyre. I think Pyre is in, uh, we, we slept, so I That's think Pyre, true. Pyre is Pyre would in probably my, be in your earring. So the, it is your group of seven, which might actually be like the limit for teleport if you happen to use teleport. <laughs> Before we go, you guys mind if I call my mom? No, go for it. I think that Zola just still raises the sending stone to her ear because she's so used to doing it. Uh, raise the sending stone and uh, cast sending to my mother. Mom, it's me and Brigid and Smite and Trick and Stilton and Pyre and Bobby. We're going to Paddlewick. Please. Please. Meet me there. Give me a persuasion check. With advantage. I use the final words to say. Dad's farm. I rolled a 19, so it's an 18 on my persuasion. Gorgonzola! Oh, it is so wonderful to hear your voice. I just have a few things to finish up here. And then... And there's like a pause, as you can tell she's collecting the bravery. I will meet you at your father's farm. Whew. I gotta figure out what I need to wear. Oh, is this still sending? Uh, she might catch up with us there. All right. Okay. Well, you've probably seen the tree in my thoughts. It's a withered old oak, and it's kind of mostly dead, so just be careful, because there's this old swing that... Well, anyway, no, it's fine, it's fine, if it breaks. But it's right on the hill, overlooking the Parmesan storehouses, where the sun sets. You're excited, aren't you? <sighs> My dad is going to be really embarrassing, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited to meet him. Priya's like, he's a really, really funny guy. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I look at Priya desperately. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really funny is he guy. funny? You think he's funny? He's hilarious. <laughs> I uh, whisper to my, do we think he's going to make an off-color joke or something? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal? I wouldn't put it past him. You know, that generation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out to our families. I I start to cast transport via plants. Uh, Trick hands you the plain stone so you can save the spell slot but still cast the spell. But I do need you to roll uh, as he literally slips it into your hands and she goes, Sorry, I didn't know if I had your permission to take it, but I figured we would need it, so... We were chain messaging. I wink at Trick. Smite, we stole the plane stone again. Fucking sick, let's do this. 
Hands in. Everyone puts a hand on the plane stone <laughs> as you press it to the tree nearby. Smikeolites. <laughs> Smikeolites. Stilton looks like a mangy little barn cat, like the ones that uh, hang out with the cows on our farm. Yeah. You guys watch as Brigid finishes the incantation and a green swirling portal forms in the trunk of this tree that is a part of her room. She looks to you all and one by one you enter through the tree and walk out onto Ramsteet Farm. A peaceful property in a meadow in the forest. You think of your mother's demiplane, the nostalgia, and the sense of home you felt there. Seeing what lies before you only magnifies that feeling as it is true here. The old wooden fenced in fields, the forest shielding it all, an old ranch house with moss growing upon it, your birthplace and childhood home. You're here, the early morning light creeping through the trees, the cows still sleeping. Are they um, inside the barn or are they kind of laying out in the fields? Um, It looks like they are laying out in the fields close to the barn. Like you see that the barn door has been left open a little bit. Some are inside and some are out. You think that maybe given the dragon that was out, your father isn't necessarily keen on keeping it every free sleep anywhere, but also has a little soft spot for them and wants them to be able to roam if they want to. I I need to say hi to someone real quick and I'll walk over towards the sleeping field of cows and kind of looking spot my favorite cow the one who I said bye to in the first couple lines of the podcast and I just come and kneel down and go hi Stilton I missed you and kind of hug this cow that my dad named Stilton maybe one of my first cows as a child that's been with us for a long time and then I kind of uh, glance back at the uh, familiar still and nod my head and go, your namesake. You see um, this cow (laughs) moves a little loudly and nuzzles into you excitedly. I mean, cows are very, very like emotive creatures. The moment it recognizes you, it's like excitedly waking up and like headbutting you and you see still in the cat um, roams over and is doing like the cat like rubs on the, (laughs) on the, the legs. And you guys have a little love fest there for a moment as the morning light begins to rise and warm the sky. Okay. The bad news is he's going to be super embarrassing. The good news is there will definitely be something good on the stove. Let's go. <laughs> all right. I uh, take the little path through, all you know, the knee-high grain that we have and um, hopping over the fence lightly, I'll go and knock at my front door with an absolute crew of misfits behind me, the likes of which have never been seen on Ramsteep Farm. We stay behind the, the fence and, like, wait for you to no, have... come on, come on, come on. Go ahead, open the door. Smite climbs over. Come on, come on. We're all meeting him at the same time. Oh, he changed the locks. He does that every couple months. He's really careful. Uh, hold on. And you hear, like, the sound of, like, a groaning old man getting up in the morning and shuffling over to the door, and the door opens... And you see Gianni Parma. He's wearing a, like, 
striped pajamas, <laughs> like full set with a little nightcap. Um, he has a small espresso in hand, his first one of the day. Oh. And he looks at his daughter towering over him and the six others, very strange, just like the strange crew that you have waltzed in with. Hey, Pops, too early for breakfast? Mamma mia! And throws his whole body into you and just wraps himself around I your waist. I swing him around. <laughs> I, his feet go over, like, oh, flying oh, like he's a little kid. He throws the espresso and I, like, swat it out of the way so it doesn't hit a anyone. A thorn whip smacks it out of the air. I've got him, like, two feet off the ground as I'm, like, <laughs> rocking him back and forth. His big blue water eyes are watery with tears as he looks at you, his mustache bristling. Oh, it's so good to see you. I thought I would never see you again. Oh, my God. I'm just standing still while he, like, pats my face and everything to make sure that I'm okay. I'm kind of keeping, like, my red eye, like, a little bit away from him. I keep, like, leaning in for a hug and, like, putting my face, like, my cheek to his cheek, doing the Italian-American kisses <laughs> like your uncles do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see you. Let me see you. And he, he pushes you back and takes a look at you and sees this young woman he has not seen for over eight months. I've been doing a lot of push-ups. You changed your hair. Oh, yeah. And you started wearing color contacts. Yes. Give me a deception check. (laughs) (laughs) Priya looks at you confused. Give Priya, give me the help action. (laughs) Priya's now deeply unsure. Sure, we'll give you the help action to lie to your dad. Confusingly not. Is it a color contact? Not 20. (laughs) God. Yeah, That's Papa, where we want him. I went to the Capitol and it's all the rage. Anyway. Um, Who are your friends? Who are your friends? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. I am Johnny Parma. I am the farmer here. I own this farm. This is my daughter. This is Gorgonzola. <laughs> it's a pleasure. These are my friends, Papa. I've <laughs> been with them for a while. They know me. Classic daddy's just not even listening to you. He's just like, I am Johnny Parma. I am the farmer here. This is my daughter, Gorgonzola. And he smites like, of course, sir. Nice. It was a pleasure working with your daughter. She is... She's spectacular. I it's my weird. Don't you don't have to be different. Uh, this is Brigitte. Brigitte is from the jungles of the Veridontes. I met her in the capital. This is Smite. Um, and well, you know Priya. Smite is Priya's brother. Crazy. Oh my God! A little family drama. I love. <laughs> you do love the drama, Papa. <laughs> and this is our friend Trick. Nice to meet you. Puts a hand out, and <laughs> this assassin changeling rogue shaking my little father's hand. I look at Trick like, don't do anything. To my Your father. red eye burns as Trick looks to you and just gives you like a what? Uh, and uh, you see your father goes. You are very pale and cold and thin. You need to eat something. <laughs> We're <laughs> here to eat something. Pale and cold. Yes, definitely here to eat something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, come in, come in. Let's. I will make a breakfast. Hold on, come in, come in. Thanks, perfect. Mom's on her way. And I just walk in and walk straight to my bedroom and start, like, rifling through books on the bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) Your father is frozen at the door, and you all just, like, look at him for a moment. Me Uh, and Smite, like, 
look at each other, like side eye each other. Like I kind of like jerk my head to the kitchen. Like everyone starts stirring a sauce pot in there. Trick nods and slides past. And you guys all begin to move in and help prepare a little breakfast. He's got, I mean, there's like dough and there's all these different things he has easily accessible. Fresh cheeses, obviously. Fresh uh, milk. He, ha- he has teas and coffees brewing. He, he's got like all these different, he's like, I will bring out these special preserves and like begins to like take out all these jams and old cheeses that he's been waiting to try. I'm Ooh. helping him cut some bread as this like surreal scene of everyone, all my friends like setting, you know, uh, shaking out the gingham tablecloth and like setting this rustic farmer's breakfast. It's like every morning of my life has collided with the weird dreams that we had last night. I'm kind of wondering if this is like another weird dream. It's kind of like when you go to college and then you bring your friends home for like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird, <laughs> but you're like, from. these are my two worlds colliding. But I, um, as I'm cutting bread with my father, I kind of lean over to him and I say, did you hear what I said, dad? <laughs> A very funny joke, darling. But your mother is, as I said, she is gone. Will you step outside with me? Stops cutting what he's cutting and looks at you and... I need to go to the cheese cellar to uh, get out a, a... This one is moldy, but not in a good way. Uh, hold on. Um, and heads out with you. I and give everyone outside. a helpless glance. <laughs> I give you a thumbs up. <laughs> it's okay. Strix, my and Priya, I'll give you very cautious thumbs up. You head outside, the morning sun just peeking over the horizon now as your father looks to you. What do you mean? Yes, I always wanted to be an adventurer. And yes, okay, I wanted to be a little bit less sheltered because you were kind of overbearing when I was a kid. I know it's out of love, but um, mostly I left because I needed to find mom. Not because you weren't enough, but I just, I couldn't look in the mirror every day and wonder if my red hair was from her or, or maybe her father or her mother. I just needed to know. So I found her and I found her and she's coming. Your father just looks at you. Classic, stoic dad look, no emotion showing yet. His eyes just analyzing you, looking, searching for any tell that you're lying to him and that this is all some sort of um, just story that you're telling him. I'm not a kid anymore, Dad. I'm not fibbing to get your attention or acting out. This is real. Mom is coming. Did you think that she was dead? Because I've been wondering this whole time why you wouldn't tell me that she was out there that she left me a sword or your mother chose to leave us she chose to pursue the path of her people i i just wanted to protect you things were bad back then darling things are still very bad they did not treat the first might well and i was nervous that if you went looking for her you wouldn't come back so i tried to forget about her let me grow up here all alone. It's a beautiful place, a beautiful farm. You had animals to play with. No one looks like me or, or knows my culture. I found out 
so much, Dad. And Mom, you deserve to hear the story from her, the whole story, but she wouldn't be coming back here if she didn't want to be part of our lives, so be nice to her, because she's been through a lot, and she's fragile, and I don't want to scare her away if she's actually... He hugs you. I am so glad that you are back. I'm sorry that I did not... I don't know. I'm sorry. This is all so much bigger than any of us. I don't... And I hug my dad really hard. It's okay. What would you have done? What would you have done? It's not a colored contact. Is it some sort of spell? This is a new, like, tattoo that people are doing or something? I'm not one for tattoos, but if, uh, you know, it's your money. (laughs) I think Zola just bursts out laughing. Will you please make us a really good breakfast? Because, long story short, my friends and I are going to have to save the world. (sighs) I knew I would hear that from you someday. Come on. You know how I like my eggs. Please do them. Cut the hole out in the bread and put them in the hole in yes, the bread. Yes, I will Thank do. Thank you. I will do. My dad's toast in the hole. My egg in the hole. <laughs> 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 um, you head inside and your father heads to the stove. And you can tell he's a little bit more reserved and quieter. He's, this man is deeply troubled by the news Deep that you have thought. given him um, and the developments of this morning. Um, as you guys settle down for breakfast. You text thoughts on your dad right now. <laughs> You see, your dad is wearing a helm of munching. <laughs> dad, what's that hat? A new accessory I picked up. Um, it's your money. <laughs> you guys all um, settle in around the table, and your father serves you breakfast. And there's this weird moment while you're all talking and trying to have kind of a regular morning before you attempt to, I don't know, try and retake Paddlewick. Uh, and you look out and you see something you never had and never could have imagined having at your dining room table happening literally right in front of you. Zola is scarfing down food as fast as she can. Like the uh, the novelty of it completely worn off and now she's just like, oh my God, thank God, Paola cooking. <laughs> it's just like you left it. It is so good. Your dad is a flawless chef. The works have an interesting culture, but the cheese just tastes better on the side of the Marimara. <laughs> They, uh, you know, it makes sense. They must have lost touch with a lot of the cheese making when they were forced to move. Um, Gianni, how did you learn to make cheese? I'm initially from Tamamero. My family has a big wine business, and I was never much interested in that aspect. I liked working with animals, and so I struck out on my own, and when I had enough, I settled on cows, and I just... I just love them. I think they are very beautiful beasts, and I had to make a living somehow, and I ended up being quite good at it. Quite good. It's the best cheese in Emeralia, and I've been a couple places, and I have been tasting the cheese everywhere I go, and nothing beats this stuff, Dad. It's true, sir. This stuff is way better than what we got in the capital, and we really have, like, everything there, so that's shocking. I should help you expand once this is all over. Expand? I, 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 what does that mean? (laughs) 
Uh, I've heard the word franchise, but I don't understand. If we have any laugh to look at my friends who are <laughs> slicing off everyone very big wedges of cheese. solemnly not. <laughs> Why is everyone so upset? I don't understand. I don't hear any kind of knocking at the door, do I? Nothing yet, no. Dad, a friend of mine is um, being held, has been captured. You've seen the dragon that has flown over town? I had heard about it from the town. They sent out a warning that all farmers should be sure to keep an eye on their their flock and cattle for the evening, so... But he hasn't been bothering you? No, nothing over here. Just heard very scary times in the city. Right, right. Well, just so you know what's on our docket for the day, um, we're going to go pick up my friend, and then we're just going to take care of the dragon problem. Yeah, that's it's going to be super easy, sir. Nothing to worry about. Your dad is just looking at you and going, take care of the dragon problem. <laughs> I look around at my motley crew of uh, adventurer friends with all of our weapons on our backs. Don't worry, dad. We can handle it. But maybe... Um... <laughs> Brigitte is surprised that Zola is telling her dad that we're going to go fight this dragon. <laughs> and she's like... Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, so you know. I don't really expect you to do anything about it, but I guess... I, I mean, how could I possibly stop you? Look how big you've gotten. You are huge. <laughs> stop. And, and it, it's incredible. You're so strong. I did get taller, I think. You did get taller. I had a, like, taller. a late growth spurt. You've, and your muscles are absolutely huge, darling. I mean... Gianni, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> your daughter is incredible. Your daughter is a hero to a lot of people. And... When all of this is said and done, I hope that Zola can have more time to sit down with you and share more about that because I've never met anyone like her. She's always been a hero to me. (laughs) What have I done that was heroic? The time when all the cows got out and you wrangled them back in? Ah, That was nothing. That's just Ah, wrestling. My old legs, I couldn't do that. I missed you, Dad. I missed you, too. I'm, like, anxiously glancing out. No sign of your mom. Two things. One, Chilvin is several hours behind. So you really called your mom at, like, 3 3 a.m. So that's one thing. And then another thing is the fact that, like, she, as she told you, Chilvin wasn't necessarily, like, very keen on helping or, like, taking any action. Mm -hmm. And she kind of swore that she was protecting Lady Giselle. So she, at this moment... Is abandoning post. I think maybe Zola would eventually get the idea that my mom hasn't arrived because she's still closing down some stuff. Yeah, she's like still trying to like make sure everything's good so she can teleport here. There wasn't a timeline necessarily. She just knows to meet you here. So you imagine that she'll be here, but might not be for another few hours. Um, Well, um, I guess I don't want to hold us up too much. I... I told mom to hurry, but um, she's also got some responsibilities on her end. She might need to tighten up. I will prepare the house for dinner. We will. We can have a nice dinner all together. Okay. Zola just really nervous at the idea of her mom coming back here without her here to like... Even though it's silly because her parents knew each other before she even existed. The idea of them. It's like, 
if you're someone who grew up young with divorced parents, you're like, oh my God, I can't even picture them in the same room together. <laughs> okay, and you'll be okay here? You've got... Do you need us to grab some groceries and while we're in town, or...? Ah, uh, yes, I could use, if you don't mind... Uh, no, yeah, anything. I need some more lard, if you don't mind picking some up for me. Yeah, I can pick up a, a tub of lard. That's all, you don't need anything else. You're right, I should get something... Uh, something special for your mother, I... I um, flowers. F- I can get some flowers from the field. Get some... Get some pastries from, um... From Girardi's. Okay, I'll get pastries. Okay. Well, should I get some semolina bread too, in case it's, she doesn't get yes, until dinner? Yes, some semolina. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And lard. also, it would be good. Uh, maybe some rainbow cookies. I know she she really likes those. I like those too. Does she like those? It's her favorite. <gasps> those are so good. Okay. It runs in your blood. That's something you get by by heritage. All right. Well, if we're not back in twelve hours. <laughs> okay, twelve hours. That seems reasonable to me. <laughs> Just um, watch the skies, Pop. 12 hours is dinner time, so that makes sense. I will message you in your brain if I need anything. <laughs> we are going to talk about the uh, mind messaging thing later. Your daughter is very, very I'm talented. already opening the window and uh, stepping out like I'm so used to use sneaking dog, out. Darling. <laughs> use the dog, So, <laughs> like, did you, did you want to cast recap on your dad? No, no. No, 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 no. Not even just the mom stuff? Cast a recap. What does that mean? I'm out the window, running through <laughs> the, the field. window frame cracks um, a little bit from thank your you, size. Thank you, Mr. Parla. It was really a pleasure to meet you. It was wonderful to meet you. I'm really excited for dinner. Uh, we'll see, we'll see yeah. you in 12 hours. Get the sauce on the stove. Smite, do you think we're coming back here for dinner? I don't think we're coming back here for dinner. We cannot lie to this old man, but also I, I fear him deeply so and don't want bad. to tell the truth. He'll... I'll rustle up a little Tupperware or something. It'll it'll be okay. Who knows? Maybe this will go way better than we ever could have expected. Yeah. Yeah. My poor father's little brain could not take watching me die or watching a god in the astral sea. I think it would break him. Better to keep it. You know, I'll let my mom explain her whole thing. That's... That's grown people's business. They're going to have like 12 hours, I guess. I'm uh, pacing through the fields. <laughs> what if they just like have a like a teardown argument? Oh my God, what if they hate each other? We've got to let them work it out. If that's part of it, they've got to work it out. <laughs> I throw up in the fields. <laughs> oh, you're oh, egg and hole. I should not have drank last night. <laughs> oh, you're egg and hole. Everyone's rubbing your back. Trick on lookout as um, Priya stands next to them. Um, and after a moment, you guys collect yourselves and begin to make your way through the wood following the dirt road that Sola walked all those months ago to begin this adventure. <laughs> You trek as the morning sun begins to rise higher into the sky. As I said in the very, very first episode, it's about an hour's walk away. As you're getting closer and closer and you notice that this like dirt road kind of meets up with a main road that has been now developed. There's just, it's, just, it's actually different from when Zola was here. It's got like stones in it. It's been essentially some infrastructure has been installed here now that there's a heavy military presence moving through. You guys begin to walk the sound of your feet on cobblestone as you near the edge of the woods where you can look out onto Paddlewick. Sola, is this where you met your friend? Yeah. That bush. I point at the bush that I where you I see a decomposing <laughs> grimlock. <laughs> a pile. My god. <laughs> what happened here? Wow, my first decapitation. <laughs> 
<laughs> so oily. <laughs> um, town is going to be pretty tough to get into, I think. Usually there's um, kind of like a, a gate with guards up on top. I imagine that it would be much more intense last I was here. They would kind of just put anyone there. Yeah. Should we be invisible? I can cast invisibility on the several of us. Who, who doesn't have it? Uh, and you see Priya raises her hand. Uh, I can do it on myself or um, I could do it on someone else. One person basically is my limit. I think save it for you. And okay. then, and uh, Trick is going to use invisibility on their self. And Smite, Smite is going to use a fourth level spell to cast invisibility on himself, his sister, and Brigitte. As you guys all... I fade. wait because I have to cast to teleport us. Correct. That is true. Whoever is going to be casting the teleportation will be will come out of invisibility if they cast. So they have to wait. I kind of like uh, waving my hand out around my invisible friends. Like, oh, um, plain stone, plain stone. Oh, I was, that's my arm. Oh, sorry. Here you go. <clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about just aiming right for on top of the manhole that we need to take down in the sewer. I, um, is this, what is this magic, by the way? You see Priya is kind of like, you know, invisibly looking at the stone. This is a conjuration, um, kind of like, uh, a spell focus, but stronger. So it can, it can teleport us? Yes. If I use it. Well, we could teleport anywhere then, right? Into the Underdark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least if you didn't want to go too far. I mean, I don't know how teleportation works, but try the sewers. You don't even, that would be. Right. Well, you even know where the the dungeons are. We can go right to CZ Rose. That's true. We might want to enter with once everyone is fully invisible. So maybe I could, there's this field of crystals before the palace you follow the sewer down and then uh, there's a lot of rats in the middle and then a gap and oh, we don't have to think about all that but after there's this big field of crystals that we were hiding behind leading up to the drawbridge leading leading up to the drawbridge maybe if we teleported into that field we could quickly get cover as soon as we land i'll cast invisibility on myself too and do we want to give word to Fiddle? I know that right. she was going to time an attack. We can wait and use that as cover out, or I just want to make sure we give her heads up. I told her we would reach out. Maybe as soon as we hit the ground in the Underdark, we're telling Fiddle to draw their eye, as it were, elsewhere. That sounds like a great plan to me. I follow your lead. I should have given my dad a heads up that they were going to start firing cannons. You did say watch the skies. Yeah. Let's just hope that he's so distracted with the fact that his wife is coming that that he's not thinking about what's going on. Because I think fighting a dragon, he's not psyched about that. He's, he'll deal with it. Maybe he thought it was a euphemism. Back in the kitchen. That must have been some sort of kid saying, they say, fight it to get rid of the dragon. <laughs> Are everyone's invisible hands on the stone? Because I'm going to start casting now. <laughs> hands in. Smikeolites. Smikeolites. I'm not saying that. It is the, the stone. <laughs> 
begins to glow. Uh, you're casting teleport. Yes. Roll a d20 at your spell casting modifier. You're trying to hit a DC 17. And ultimately, my goal would be kind of far back in the field, right behind one of the biggest crystals. That's okay. what I'm aiming for. Got it. I'm going to say that you are very familiar with this space. You slept in it and you like ran in and out of it. So if you cast a spell correctly, when you roll, you just need to get a 25 or higher to succeed. I'm going to cast Guidance with our hands in. Okay. You cast Guidance. That's very, very good. You get to add a D4 to this spell casting check. I rolled a 15, I get plus 5, so 20 to cast Teleport without needing the Guidance. successfully cast Teleport. The world (laughs) spinning faster and faster as you disappear. Now let's roll a D100. See how close to the target you are. Uh, And as I said, you just need to be between 25 and 100. Six. Guys. (laughs) You guys reappear in a vast cavernous system deep below the ground. Massive pink, purple, pastel crystals bursting from all over. There's actually more than you remember here. There's actually, it's like there's more crystals in this area than the last time you were here. I immediately whirl around and look for the tower. Give me a perception check. 25. No tower in sight, and you are dead certain about that. You at first were like, oh, sweet, we made it back in the Underdark. That's correct. You are definitely in the Underdark. But as you are looking around, you realize that the little stone that is here looks to be white, not the same sort of like grayish stone. You're looking around, and as you're like looking through, yeah, there is more crystals here. You see that there's like water dripping from certain places. It's much more moist down here. Right under, wrong above. Let's try again. I fum fumbling take the plane I cast stone guidance again. again. <laughs> you immediately grab the plane stone. Um, you guys all uh, put your invisible hands on it uh, as you sorry, begin Priya. to hear <laughs> and <laughs> bursting from one of the crystal walls, a massive purple worm barreling towards you, writhing in the air. Yeah, same old story, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I roll a 23 to get us the hell out of there. Just as the mouth is about to enclose upon you, rings and rings of teeth closing, you disappear. Let's roll another D100. Sorry about that, everyone! Oh, wait, I'm rolling the wrong one, I think. 54. You reappear in a familiar cavern. <laughs> so like you actually land literally where you had uh, pitched a tent that one night. You see the remnants of your campsite from many, many months ago. Ah, as I you... see burned hands on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you see splatters of blood. Oh, God. And a few decomposing Grimlock bodies. Oh, it smells. Pretty oh, my smell. God. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm getting a flashback. Oh, God. It's not a flashback. It's a real moment. This isn't a dream. Drick's like looking around. Yep, this is it. And you watch, you follow their eyes, and you see in the distance, through the fields of crystal, a black fortress. And this one does look to be the one that you left, but it also looks like it has been expanded upon. It has been built up. It is no longer this small, more like sort of outpost with a singular tower. 
beyond this forest of smaller crystals following the path you once uh, rested off from you see the outpost with still the, as i said the initial design remains the same it is a matte like um black stone wall surrounding a like little keep with a tower but you see that it has definitely had some repairs done. The defenses have definitely been increased. The walls now bear arcane cannons and are patrolled by many agents of the Omnimalum. From this vantage point, you can see that it is no longer sort of a messy open pen where the Grimlock were being held in the middle, where there was like a bonfire and their little campsites. It is a military compound where Grimlock are being kept in barracks. Two golden automatons have been positioned at the base of the central tower with the painted white eye at the top. And though things have definitely changed, you can't help but smile thinking about your adventures with Scram and Priya here as you reminisce. Well, at least we didn't have to face the gap. Yeah. They had to do some major restaffing, is what I'll say. Yeah, we kind of cleared this place out. I mean, it was mostly you, but... You guys must have did a number on them. And I took their Crocs, and I <laughs> tapped together my <laughs> stealthy boots as I go invisible as well. Your full team invisible now. You guys are, again, it's like there's like that main path through the crystal to the gates um, where you see there is still the moat, um, which you remember was filled with definitely some sort of acid. And you guys are a little off to the side. And as you're standing there with your passive perception, Brigid, you watch as a small troop of, like, Three Grimlocks and two Omnibalum agents walk from the only entrance you see to this part of the cavern behind you, passing your group as you invisibly hide off to the side of the path, heading towards the gate, signaling to one of the people at the top manning the cannons who signals to someone else in the drawbridge, slowly goes down, letting them in, and then... Let's move. Smite clocks the automatons and goes... I have a little code phrase that might help us out with them if we wanna. You have a little code. You've been hanging out with Kittle way too much. <laughs> she taught me some of the lingo. Yeah, we worked together on a project and. What managed... was the project? It was a little bit of a caper. Um, guys, the drawbridge is up. Should we? Let's go. Let's it go. It begins let's to go. go up further as you guys all begin to run there. I'm gonna need. Hmm. I guess. Give me. Let's do like a group athletics check. The DC will be 15. This is essentially, can you run fast enough to catch up and like leap in? You're all very strong and have like some abilities at your disposal that'll help you get in. But whether or not you get there in time for it to be open still is a different story. Dashing Ooh. hard. Ooh, nat 20. Oh, 31. Oh yeah, with my athletics is a 27, but it's a natural 20. Rushing forward, Brigid, very deft, very agile, a wood elf, you easily spring forward and make it through the gate, landing three-point in front of this now, like, expansive military compound. Zola easily, uh, even though you're a little bit larger and it's not as silent as an entry, the fact that you're invisible is covered up by the sounds of the busy sort of training going on around you as you too land inside. Trick, a little bit... It's a group check, right? It is. So success, success, two successes for the nat 20, one success for Zola, a success for Smite, who launches himself forward after you. Pre-rolled a nat one. Can that just cancel mine out and then it's just the three? I'm going to say that that cancels that out and Trick also rolled a little too low. So just barely, but with two passes and only one true failure, 
you guys all manage to get in. Literally, you watch as Priya is the last one to leap and she slips and you have to throw your arm back, Zola, to catch her and pull her up before she crashes into the acid below. And you are only able to catch her because your eye seems to almost catch the light reflecting in her eyes. As she too is invisible, you just somehow are able to sense where she is and you grab her and you hold her there and yank her in and she tumbles into you. That's acid. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. You guys all stand literally right on the inside of this gate. The sound of soldiers moving around. Um, Zola, you look forward through this space. And as I like said, there is like now actual buildings constructed in here. It's not just an open layout. There's like a closed barracks and several stairways leading up to the wall where you see all the troops are walking around. And of course, at the very other side, there is the keep attached to it with a single tower. Should we find a, an empty storage closet to just duck into? call Captain Sticks, and then hopefully as many forces as possible go running out, and then we can slip back the way that they're running? Yes, and uh, I have an idea as well, because I think, like we always do in the Underdark, we should cause a little chaos. Hmm. Everyone give me a stealth check with advantage, because you're all invisible. Trick got a 27. Um, I'll roll for Priya. Oh, I rolled a 19 stealth. Wildly good. <laughs> Wildly good. Priya also did pretty decent with a 13 plus her bonus. That's higher than their passive perception. Roll for Smite. Uh, Smite got a dirty 20 on his stealth check. Brigade got a 9, which she's a little worried that that might not be enough. And so I'm going to use a luck roll, Ooh, which is my new, new feat. feat. <laughs> Um, and roll again. Yeah. Showing feet on main. <laughs> Sign up for it's the Patreon true. for that. <laughs> no, it's not behind for the pay- Our feet are on the Patreon. The $100 tier. <laughs> not behind the paywall. That's worse. Very cool. Here's what happens. You guys all quickly pull off to the side as you notice, again, there are several buildings within these walls. So, Zola, you looking to make the call you slip into one that looks a little quiet this looks to be some sort of storeroom where you know some of the food supplies and um various weaponry is held you pull out your phone um to make the call to captain sticks because you have her number priya quickly joins you trick kind of watching the doorway as smite and brigid begin to follow what is your call to captain sticks Captain Sticks, we're near Ciceros now. I'm in the Underdark. The cell where they have her, it's close. We need a distraction. As... Whatever you got. Now! It'll take me a moment to get within range, but... If this is it, I'm ready as I'll ever be. Thanks. We appreciate it. I know Ciceros will too. I'll see you topside. I had said that to Zola that I want to like cause some chaos and so I want to like break from the group to like go plant a bean (laughs) you as like I mean you don't necessarily see where all your friends went because you're all invisible so you're like Zola's like I'm gonna duck off to the side and you like look around you've suddenly lost track of your friends but then you go you know what we are we're all acting as one we know that Cicero's is like somewhere in this tower I know the perfect distraction 
you head out and begin to you like kneel down in a corner of this fortress and as she like pulls out her bag of beans they fall out of your hand and spill on the ground and as you like watch them spill and you look up and there is just an omni malum agent in their black robes like looking at these beans that just spilled out onto the ground and watching them as they disappear you putting them back in the bag and they're like huh Oh, here, right? Brigid's here, right? Uh, Brigid? Brigid? Uh-oh. And you guys all turn and, like, push open the door to this, like, small storage um, building in, that is alongside the walls. And you watch as this guard is, like, leaning over, looking at these beans disappearing. I'm going to say let's quickly roll initiative to see how you can react during this moment. Him versus you. Nat 20. Okay, he rolled a 10. So <laughs> you go first. Cool. Disappearing beans. Pretty suspicious. I uh, wild shape immediately into uh, a spider. (laughs) You come out of invisibility, but you are so small that he does not immediately notice you as you literally disappear into a little spider and land upon his shoulder as he leans down to the one remaining bean that is there and picks it up and looks. He literally is about to turn his head to shout to the nearby guard to call them over. But because of my beast spells, I am able to cast a spell while I am wild shaped. Correct. I want to cast a second level burning hands, but instead of burning hands, it's burning little spider leggies. And I land on his little neck and just... Okay, he rolls a deck save. That's right. That is only a 15. Uh, it would have to be a 19. Ooh. Okay, so if he fails, though, why don't you roll damage? Sure will, it's 4d6. Nineteen. Nineteen. You land on him, and this man bursts into flames. This is still a very powerful spell. Um, He (laughs) screams out as he is literally caught on fire. Yeah, that's pretty good. He falls to the ground. You see Smite clutching a little fist go, I'm so proud. Um, How'd she do? Where is she? Where even is she? You guys are really powerful as this charred body falls to the ground, um, fully dead. Uh, and you begin to hear now calls and undercommon echoing throughout the entire fortress. What does that? Some kind of explosion. Mm. We need to move. Guys, guys, grab this guy, Wait, drag him. Can you talk to us as a spider? <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. She burst into flames. Uh, she's probably doing some weird druid shit. Okay, uh, bring it. Bring it. We're going in. And I hope that she hears that amongst all the chaos. And I just start... Um, flat like walls, hands to the wall, just like creeping along the wall. The entire surface of the literally, and now there's so many more buildings in here. So you're literally like walk, 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 like following all the angles. And you see, honestly, like you, well, you don't see them because everyone's invisible. But Trick is doing the exact same thing as you. Um, you guys are easily able to skirt the edges as um, Spider Brigade 
skitters along the floor. You watch as the walls are alight with activity. People begin to rush down the stairs. The Grimlocks that you saw enter uh, are led out with another one of these Omnimalum agents from like their barracks where more join them. These gray-skinned, eyeless creatures with slick, sort of oily black hair carrying clubs, all burned with this um, single eye smiley face, the symbol of the Omnimalum. They rush out and you hear them bark at each other in something an undercommon and people begin to search for whatever caused that scream and they quickly come upon these the charred corpse as voices of concern begin to echo out and brigade you easily i mean you're a spider so no one really fucking takes note of you as you skitter literally straight through the fortress towards where the tower is yeah you guys all coalesce there probably it takes about maybe tops because you're being careful just a few minutes to finally get to the other side brigid you see uh there's like a little bit of dust scuffed up near these like major doorways at the bottom of the base brigid are you are are you a a bird or a mole weevil oh my god there's a spider on me you see smite is gonna go to smack it (laughs) they're good they eat bad bugs you shouldn't kill spiders. I wasn't gonna. I was just gonna smack it off me. But also, is is this one red? It picks it up and looks and um. And it's got a sick tattoo. <laughs> Whoa, you have really good eyesight. That's such a tiny spider's leg. <laughs> this little spider kind of floating in the air as an invisible hand picks it up. Brigid. I uh, use my little web to like uh, web <laughs> on his face. <laughs> Good pig. Or smart pig, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just one smart pig. Yeah, that's one smart pig. Um, I just, like, uh, spin out a little web, uh, and I, like, att- attach myself to his little cheek. This is kind of cute and also kind of terrifying. We need to do this now. Yeah, let's go. What does the uh, entrance situation for the tower look like? There's, like, a, a door or You turn, doors? and there was a set of double doors, but you watch as they... T- Click open. Uh, trick, having used their incredible sleight of hand ability to unlock it. Everybody in. This is not going well. I'm going to be honest, folks. I'm going to be honest. This is going way better than it did the first time. You've, this, you beat them last time, and we're hollering at them from 500 feet away before we even got past the field. What am I doing? As you guys all <laughs> enter into the dungeon, inside the base of this tower where you once remember citizens being held captive in cages. You find that it has been fully refurbished, not from a storage space that is like was adapted to be a dungeon to be a full fledged dungeon cells line the walls. And you see that there are a number of civilians all inside. Some of them curl away from the light that is being let in as you're entering, but they don't see anyone. So they're kind of fearfully looking around. You see some unmoving, are there any soldiers or guards in here? It doesn't look like it. It looks like, I mean, like, essentially this this place is surrounded in soldiers and guards, so they don't necessarily think we have to be, they usually do rounds here, you assume. Let's bar the door behind us. On it. You find your friend and let's get these people out of here. Uh, Brigid, like, is, like, spinning, like, Spider-Man, like, flinging herself, like, throughout the, uh, <laughs> so the cells, like, trying to find, uh, you know keys or some way to something to help us get all of these people out give me a perception check my spidey senses are not tingling (laughs) everything's really big when you're a spider yeah it's hard to really understand what is what perception you said yes uh 13 
you look around, you don't see any sort of keys hanging from the wall. I mean, there's no guard set up here, but you know that they probably wouldn't just set keys out. You do see that there is a single trap door. That is one of those ones that like opens down to create a stairwell to head up, mm -hmm. leading to the higher floors. And you imagine maybe that is where like additional keys are being kept you would only really like need them need them to maybe unlock the like manacles that people are wearing you think that trick could in theory unlock people's manacles without them these aren't arcane in any nature mm -hmm. but as you guys are looking through and as you're having this conversation you begin to hear the sound of like growing you know conversation from outside the doors which you have closed and barred at this point you know smite kind of making sure that they're well shut he looks back to you guys with you on, um, like swinging back to him and he goes, we don't have a lot of time. I start running down the center of the cells. Ciceros, Ciceros, have you seen a, a woman with short hair um, and cool pirate clothes, maybe a parasol? <laughs> Finally, getting to the very last cell, you see her curled up against the wall, the half-drow form of Ciceros Pinui. She has been stripped of all of her gear and her privateer attire, now wearing rags that are so tattered they barely cover her scarred, purplish, dark skin. I am immediately out of invisibility, falling against the door of the cell and uh, trying to, like, fuck with the lock, like, shaking it and seeing what it's made of, my hands trembling. You begin to look at the lock, and as you look up to check on her, you see her lavender eyes flicker open and look at you. Oh, Sherry, you made it. Is there a key, or how How many people are in here? Um, and you look around, there's there's upwards of like 25 people in here. Uh, smite, Trek, Brigid, please, Priya, the locks. Trick is already working on it. With ease, is already, f essentially you watch as they, still invisible, are just like a single tap on things, and they're like, just locks coming undone. You see Smite is about to go work on, it's been a little bit, but I got some, Okay, you got that one. I'll get this. All right. You know what? Why don't you do the locks trick and I'll keep watch, okay? I'll keep watch. I will chill touch Cicero's lock and try and just like shatter it. Yeah, easily. You send out this chilling hand that breaks it with this cold necrotic energy. Um, she rubs her wrists and runs up to the bars as you open them and she fully embraces you. Cicero's. She's so much thinner than you last met her. She, her. A lot of her muscle has definitely like worn away, but she clings to you so tightly. Oh, you smell exactly the same. Bad? No, I, but in a good way. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, there's a lot of people outside. I really just want to. She kisses you, pulls away. <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted to do that, actually. You kind of read my mind. I am so glad you are here. Thank you for coming to get me. <laughs> Duh. <sighs> okay. Where's, where's Admiral Six? Are you okay to stand? Can you... Where are your weapons? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they were taken from me long ago. Don't worry about it. Fiddle is going to launch an attack, but it might take her a second to get started. In the meantime, I think there are people coming. Cutting over to Brigid as a spider, you're crawling over, um, coating it with silk. Uh, what are you attempting to do here? I'm trying to kind of like flavor a grasping vine. 
Ooh, a grasping web, if you will? Yes, if you would allow me. Oh, uh, I, you need not my permission. As you, this tiny little spider is moving so quickly, producing so much silk that it begins to coalesce and form into these sticky strands that almost seem to move in a way that implies that they have a little bit more power than the standard web as you cast grasping web uh, with Kind of like this. how when you see like cobwebs like hanging, they're like waiting to either hurt someone if they try and come down or like grasp them and hold them there. I literally, as you guys are having this conversation, there is a the sound of automatons banging against the door. Just talking and undercommon something along the lines of like the door's locked, like something's wrong. Um, they begin to bang up against that door leading into the basement and you hear calls echoing out throughout the tower. Immediately you hear footsteps from above you. You guys all look up as the trap door begins to rumble and then this grasping web kind of latches it shut and is gonna essentially oppose these people from getting in. Mm-hmm. Break it. The plain stone. I've teleported a hundred people once. I think I can do it again. And that means <laughs> let's do it. Everyone, I look around at all of these like huddled shapes in the dark that I haven't even really with just the like surreal, like head ring shock of seeing Cicero's in this shape and seeing her again, um, turn to everyone and say, I'm Zola, Parma, Gianni's girl from Paddlewick, and you all have to come with me now. You look around, you see a number of people confused. Zola, that farm girl who had left town, you know, some murmurs kind of going around, just whispers, very confused. Quickly, quickly! You see uh, one person stands up and goes, we need to follow her lead. And you see Geo, <laughs> not in his guard regalia, clearly having been imprisoned, stands, and as you guys open the cages, you see Miranda's with him well and goes, Quiet, dear. You need to be quiet. They could get us down us oh any God, second. Gio, they're gonna know we're in here if you don't shut the fuck up. It's Just so kidding. good to see you. <laughs> and embraces and you. I, I've got one arm around him and I'm reaching out for um, everyone to come <laughs> grab my hand. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, everyone, please. You need to believe her. Gorgonzola saved many people. You all heard the stories. Round two, round two. <laughs> Lord Craven was lying to you all. Fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that guy. You hear calls from upstairs like, someone's down there. <laughs> Clearly something's going on down in the basement. Hold tight, Cesaros. I always will. Smite, do you have Spider Brigand? <laughs> I do, she's right. No, she's gone. And then looks up and sees you in the web and goes, oh, she's right up there. She's right up there. She can do that now? <laughs> she is really powerful. Ew. I swing on over. And if you guys are all done, trick walking through. <laughs> I swing on over and uh, just like attach myself to Smite's little shoulder and uh, we should teleport them to your dad's. Perfect. For dinner. <laughs> Great. Wow. That was a lot shorter than 12 hours. Oh, I'm clutching the, uh, grabbing the stone from my pants. He is not going to have, that sauce needs to be on the stove for five hours minimum. And <laughs> I'll start casting teleport um, with all of these people gathered around me again, so similar to when I transported all of the glacial citizens to home and I think, boy, am I sure happy that I have Featherfall stocked again. 
Priya is uh, there as well, and uh, um, you guys are all gathering around the Plainstone, people coming in. You see Priya's right next to Cicero's and goes, Hi, uh, I'm Priya. He goes, Oh, hello, I am Cicero's Pinui. How do you know Zola? Um, (laughs) We gotta go, I say, in Spider. (laughs) I'm casting, I'm casting. (laughs) Okay, go ahead and roll d20 at your spellcasting modifier. Oh, guidance. I don't need it because it's a nat 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Baby, Hol- you always know your way home. Holy fucking shit. Okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so if we all remember using the very, very unstable spell shard to bring 500 people was a massive feat of arcane power with a lot of risk. With a nat 20, I will say that you have successfully teleported all these people. So you, no one's left behind. You, no one is left behind. You have defied teleport as a spell, and you've managed to cast it without something like going wrong. Let's roll a d100. Again, very familiar. So you just need to get a 25 or higher on the d100 here. Right. I cannot believe that this... I, I literally was like, Annette, I was sitting here behind the fucking mic going like, I'm about to teleport like 15 people here and five over there and then that 20. And I'm like, never mind. They're all, this, it would be unfair <laughs> for me perfect. to do that. That's we actually perfect. <laughs> you all go to dinner. One, two, three. 84. <sighs> the world begins to spin as the grasping web is fighting back against the Omni Malum who are banging down upon the trap door banging at the double doors that lead into the dungeon, angry calls coming out. You begin to hear the sound of like an arcane cannon powering up as they're like aiming it towards the door to try and blast it open as the world spins and you disappear once more. Holy shit. And you all <laughs> scattering through the fields. All the cows are awake now, <laughs> mooing. <laughs> a stampede begins to break out as they panic and rush around. People are like crying and shaking. And Welcome st- to Ramsteep Farms. Welcome to Ramsteep Farm. Um, grab a grab a wedge. Grab a wedge. You see Gio and Miranda come to you. You are so powerful. How did you? Have you always been this powerful? No, 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 no. Otherwise, it would have been way better the first time. Hi, I hug them both. I've got one in each arm, lifting them off the ground. Oh, it is so good to see you. So good to see you too. I'm sorry. I, I have some really important, and I immediately uh, abandon this conversation that they're trying to rope me into, and ab- abandon all of the people who are like trying to touch my shoulder, like being like. Where are we? Who is this? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. I come out of uh, my spider shape because I see like Zola needs some help to crowd, her, control. To crowd control and like herd these people. Everybody, come on into the house quickly. Let's go. Uh, maybe in the barn. My house is pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you'd all like to follow me, I'll explain everything I can. Um, you see Priya taking the lead and many of them recognize her and begin to follow as you, Brigid, Priya, and your small group begins to be led into the barn, like everyone kind of wrangling people together. I'll just kind of let my dad discover that this is all happening. And I turn finally to face Cicero's, standing there weak in the middle of my home. Hi. Hi. She hugs you again, and she seems, even though she's definitely gotten a little bit weaker physically, you could. she's using all her strength to squeeze onto you. I'm... So sorry that I'm late. I am going to be making this up to you for... I just can't even name the amount please, of flowers that I'm gonna, and chocolates and parasols. Oh, You're going to have a parasol in every single color. 
you came and that is what matters. Thank you. I... Hey, what has been going on? Your hair looks so different. It's short like yours. We kind of match. I love it. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose, it's, but it's gorgeous. It's a good one. Your eye. That's... Did you get... No, it's not a contact. I no, I do, I do not know what they do in the capital. It's only been do you there once. Want one. some water? I would some love food? some food and Maybe water. Maybe a glass of wine. Hey, is it too soon to meet my parents? Where are we? You hear the sound of cannon fire far in the distance. Ah, there's fiddle. Ah, that's all right, isn't it? We're in my hometown. Is this, and you see your dad, you guys both turn and your dad, this short man with this little <laughs> salt and pepper mustache, bright blue eyes looking up at you and go, oh, you, you brought a friend home. I am Farmer Gianni Parma, it's nice to meet you. And she goes, enchanté, my name is Ciceros Pinui. I, um, I, I met, uh, um, um, Gorgonzola on... The, and she's like looking to you for any sort of guidance. On I the ship. grab Cicero's hand and say, Dad, this is Cicero's. And even though he's never heard her name before, I think he probably can just tell from my eyes. He smiles. I knew it. <laughs> 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 hey. What? Dad. Don't, you can't say that. What? I can't say that? <laughs> no, fine, everyone knew. <laughs> Can we come in and, and, well, we just had breakfast, but I think that everyone, there's a lot of people in the barn. Yes, what are all those people doing in the barn? Prisoners. Can we get some pictures Prison? of water? Um, of, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't, everyone, um, uh, make yourself comfortable. Um, you, you uh, calls over to Brigid as you're like, you know, <laughs> ushering people in. Yeah. You're, you're good with animals, yes? Yes. Can you make the cows not uh, freak out? Uh, yes. I go make the cows not freak out. <laughs> Give me an animal <laughs> handling check. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> They're really wily because I train Seven. them to like jump the fence <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Seven. I uh, I take I get some wedges of cheese and I'm like, uh, is this gonna help? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I try to lure them back. They're all just like very very affectionate to you. It's not that they like don't. It's not like they're acting hostile, but they're just like you come up and you're like, come this way, and you're trying to follow you, but they're all just like surrounding you and being like, right. you like pet one, and then it's like all of them are just surrounding you. Smite. Uh, you got that. You got that. And you see, um, Smite and Priya are helping out the various villagers as your father brings out some food and water to help them you have made a successful escape with all of these people Holy shit. Uh, which is truly i'm gonna be <laughs> honest with you it. i did not expect this i did not expect <laughs> this i had you none think one charred body was gonna be uh the first step to more <laughs> charred bodies i really well, thought you were wrong I also thought, minimal blood spill on our end just one man burned alive one man we burned really alive improving <laughs> <laughs> you see Trick kind of, you know, keeping watch because it was a little rough at first, but I'll admit that was that was pretty well done. The exit was mainly. I'm getting really good at running away. Did someone say eggs? And you see <laughs> Johnny going out with um, more <laughs> toast in the hole kind of just sandwiches and everything. You don't have to make them all toast in the hole. It might be more economical to just scramble up Take a these and hand them out, honey. Stop talking. Um, <laughs> it goes back to the kitchen to okay. make more. Okay, <laughs> I hand them off to Gio and Miranda. And, we can handle these. Um, turn to Cicero's and say, 
Do you need, um, I have potions? Do you need a healing I... potion? Or do you want to lay down? You could lay in my bed for a sec if you wanted. Oh, um... I just mean, it's a twin, no, so... It's, I have been laying for quite some time, I think. You want to stretch? We I'll could stretch. I start stretching. <laughs> yeah, ch- sure, let's stretch. And you guys start stretching together. Are they doing, um... Are they doing windmills? <laughs> I don't want to interrupt them, but do we have time for this? <laughs> what are they this doing? What being a lesbian is? <laughs> I don't know if you can say that, Brigitte. What? <laughs> I, I say, how would you know? I'm so sorry. You're right. My my egg on my face, and you see it takes <laughs> the eggs and <laughs> No, 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 don't! <laughs> It's fine. Doesn't she have prestigitation or something? She can clean the egg. I'm not going to tell her to do that. I'm not your mom. <laughs> How are you listening yes. on this? <laughs> There's your creek over there. <laughs> smite trudges off to go clean himself. I just have a spidey sense of smite needing to be cleaned. Clean me. <laughs> uh, you guys have like a brief moment. Technically, no one knows that you're here. Obviously, as I said to you guys, uh, probably off mic, I might have cut it, but the Omni Malum is relatively isolated from the guards that are like essentially miles above them word is not yet spread that there has been some sort of incident there even though the two are intrinsically connected you have a moment if you want to set up your plan and you as i said you hear the sound of cannons in the distance okay how's everyone feeling i'm feeling great um being a spider exhilarating uh zola i have a an idea? Shoot. So they're distracted down by the port with Admiral Said Sticks. Fire. They will be distracted, maybe pushing some more people underground because of the incident and the kind of ruckus we just created. Right. Maybe we can um, assume some things about where Tinder Dick might be and poof there too. He is probably in Lord Craven's keep. Should we just show up unannounced? Although, teleporting into a mage's home, he probably has some kind of alert system set so that the moment someone is there, he knows. I don't want to underestimate. I'm so sorry, Cesar Rose. There's a man here. His name is Lord Tender Dick. He's a wizard. Trick, by the way. Do you know Trick? Oh, you know Trick, because they... You see the two of them, uh, you're like saying, you so she's literally glaring at Trick right now. Why are you hanging out with my girlfriend? Whoa. You see I Trick, take a step back. Trick, Trick crosses his arms. We're on a job. We're just trying to get some work done. Nothing's going on. I didn't say something was going on. Trick and I have come to an understanding. All of us have come to an understanding. And we're here to knock out this threat, Lord Tender Dick, who has, well, is making Trek do something they don't want to do. And I'm not about people making my friends do things they don't want to do. You see Trick looks to you when you say friends, and you see Cicero's, again, her arms still crossed. She goes, okay. Tender Dick knows you're coming, right? That's true. We're I not mean, really trying to be stealthy. That's true. He does know that I'm coming. I say we go in fucking swinging. <sighs> okay. We'll all go to the same place. Some of us can be invisible again. And we maybe if you need backup. Catter, I mean, what's our 
plan? Did we capture him and, or try to talk to him? You want him to end this contract? I don't know what your plan was initially, but you can try talking to him. I just suggest don't underestimate him. Our appearance alone is somewhat intimidating. Maybe we just go in a, a little brusque and, you know, make some intense, demanding negotiations. And if that doesn't work, well, then we'll do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how he did with Nula, but hopefully more successful. <laughs> Who is Nula? You call me your girlfriend. It's been eight months. You should make it official. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay and watch after the citizens. They're going to need someone who's a uh, representative to kind of, you know, take care of them. I can, I can heal them. and. Yes, please. If you could help my dad, that would be really appreciated. He seems overwhelmed. I think he can stop making eggs in the hole now. You look in the kitchen, there's a huge stack. No one is picking these up, but we need to bring these up to the customers. You can expedite. <laughs> I'll go help him. You guys stay safe and send word when things are clear, okay? Thank you. Would we have had time to maybe do a little short rest as we're getting all these villagers settled? Yes, we'll say that while your father was preparing, the process of handing out the (laughs) the toast in a hole with the eggs and everything, it's a short rest. You guys can have a quick short rest. Okay, I do my arcane recovery and just quickly get back my expended spell slots. I give Priya a big hug. It was so great to meet you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you again. It was really nice to meet you as well. Um, You're uh, so pretty. <laughs> Stop. Um you're so pretty. <laughs> See smite? <laughs> Girls can like girls. <laughs> smite just looking between the two of you. Priya, be safe, okay? I'm I'm not going to lose you again. And you see she looks away from you and goes, "I'll be fine, smite. You be safe." And they share a quick hug and when they break apart he goes okay cool I'll see you later (sighs) bye bye let's go guys come on are we gonna teleport or are we walking away so we're gonna have to talk about the eight months thing because I I don't know when our anniversary is because time got really fucked up (laughs) this is non-essential talk we really need to be going guys (laughs) 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 sound of cannon fire in the distance should we teleport again hands in (laughs) um I have been inside of Lord Cravern's uh, mansion. I have been directly outside of his office doors. And you've lived in this town for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, same rules as before, we'll say it's going to be a d20 plus your spell modifier. You're trying to hit that DC 17. And when you roll, it'll be the very familiar situation for teleport. It'll be a 25 to 100 is a success. I look at Trick. You ready for this? You see Trick it looks a little afraid but they steal themselves. I'm ready for a new assignment. You are, no offense, one of the scariest people I know. Why are you so afraid of Tinderdeck? Yeah, what happened? Let's just go and deal with him. I squeeze the plain stone. Go ahead and roll d20. 
and add your spellcasting modifier. Guidance. Do I have guidance? Yeah, you can have guidance on this roll. I'll say you snuck that in right before the the planestone uh, flashed. Perfect, because I rolled a fourteen with my spell modifier. So then that will make it a. It was a four. It was a four. Yes. So Eighteen. Very good. <laughs> Successful casting. Thank you, Brigid. Oh man, good teamwork. Really, really good teamwork. Um, okay, go ahead and roll that d one hundred again. Twenty five to one hundred is a perfect success. Forty. Forty is a success. The world spins. So you. Look once more at the farm that you grew up in, the farm you left for this adventure, the farm you just brought 25-plus civilians to <laughs> in a very epic sort of escape. This might turn into a co-op now. And as the world spins, you look one last time at Priya, who smiles at your group and gives you a nod as you disappear. The Lord's Manor as I described all those episodes ago, is a classic sort of castle-like estate in the center. Smaller than a proper palace, it used to be surrounded by a sort of like metal, like raw iron fence, but it has been since upgraded to have these 30-foot high stone walls. Centurion guards are positioned all along it. Cannons have been also positioned upon the parapets. This place is much more secure than when you were growing up, Zola. But none of that really matters because you guys (laughs) reappear in the office of one of your first enemies, Lord Craver and Eaglebottom. Already you hear the sound of cannon fire from outside, retaliatory strikes against the Admiral's fleet, which likely floats in the harbor now. Um, The battle has begun here in Paddlewick, and you guys have snuck your way right into the center of it. You see large bookshelves of texts and government records line the walls, an oil painting of the Emperor, bright blue eyes, orangish skin, and hay yellow hair, a few valuable looking artifacts lightly brought over from the new inhabitant, which you see sitting behind a large wooden desk with a crystal ball upon it. Not Grimwald Tinderdick, but a older, fully human man. Dirty blonde hair, pale gray-blue eyes behind small pince-nez glasses, clean-shaven face. Looks a lot like Quince. Quince. And you, all of you, your group, trick Brigid, Zola, Smite, and Ciceros, who um, is carrying a little dagger that Trick has passed over, stand before this desk of this unfazed man who just looks over his glasses and goes, Who are you? Oh, hey, Mr. Tuffler, I presume. Met your shitty son. Referring to Neil, of course. How dare you? My son Neil is under the prestigious university. <laughs> Tusk right at his throat his over, over oh, the my. desk. Seen Grimwald. One moment, please. And you see, literally still, like, I... No one's ever said one moment, please, to Zola while she has her sword in their face. She's briefly disarmed <laughs> at his boldness. <laughs> like, holding the sword, you, like, look to your allies. Smite has his hand on his blade. Brigid activates her bracers of the elements. <laughs> you guys are like, it's literally like a... F- <laughs> I hate to say this, but it literally looks like a fucking Avengers scene. <laughs> you have, like, these super-powered beings, like, standing before it. He's like... Pitsnez on the bridge of his nose. One moment. And as he's sifting through some stuff, the doors open and you hear another familiar voice. Sir, there's a... 
My, 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 if it isn't Gorgonzola. Again, I'm looking for Grimwald. I feel like I should be I entitled to skip this back. at this point. I'm <laughs> <laughs> speaking loudly over his monologue, <laughs> waving my sword in the air. I should not have to deal with all of this. I'm coming home for the first time since I went to college. If I may, sir, this is the girl I told you about. The one who stole my salami and committed a number of other small crimes alongside the maiden of the Mara Imara fiddlesticks. They weren't small. They were pretty small compared to the salami. You see Lord Tuffler pulls out a piece what? of paper. As the two of you are bickering, he reads something. Uh, Zola, give me an arcana check. 17. 17. You recognize the sheet of paper he has pulled out. The type of paper is very fine parchment. You recognize it to be the kind of paper used in spell scrolls. And you watch oh. as he is clearly uh like reading something from there to recite whatever the spell is can i stick my sword through the piece of paper and just like puncture it (laughs) you puncture through it he hasn't finished casting he goes i'm just summoning him i'm just sending him a message do you mind good the message should read come sword quickly puts a finger to his temple (laughs) So you do have to do that for that spell. And you watch as he casts Sending to call out to Lord Grimwald Tinderdick. After a moment, the spell goes out. The scroll turns to ash and disappears. Just another moment. Do you want to sit? Dare, can you get some chairs? I'm not getting them chairs. Get them chairs. I walk over to the water cooler and take one of the little cone cups Please out. Please, help yourself. I hand it to Trick and then remember and take it back. <laughs> it literally just hands it straight back to you. <laughs> what is going on here? I Can I, like, survey this office and see what I can see. Yeah, give me a perception check. And you see, I mean, before, without even a check, you do see Dare Boucher very in a panic about the battle. Lord Tuffler seems relatively unfazed. Okay, that's a 27. 27. You recognize that this room is heavily fortified, not only in infrastructure, but there do seem to be some sort of, like, glyphs protecting the space. Basically, you you gather from this that Lord... Tuffler is not phased by the battle because he feels pretty safe in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he feels pretty safe also because you hear footsteps coming from down the hallway outside where Dare Boucher had entered from. And you imagine that he feels pretty protected with someone like Lord Grimwald Tinderdick on his side. And as the door opens and you turn, you all see the... Tazola, familiar face of this archmage, a sort of bowl haircut, it's almost like a tonsure sort of haircut with a goatee and these like bright um, green eyes that are stark against his pale, almost sallow skin. This wicked wizard, the previous owner of the shard, and the man who imprisoned Scram, striding in, wearing these emerald and ruby robes, material almost like snakeskin that ripples as he walks. He stops about 15 feet from you all, so it's literally like Lord Tuffler behind his desk, the desk, you guys all in front of it, Dare Boucher to the right of you, and then as you turn, you face this wizard who stands there and looks at no one else but Gorgonzola. Lord Tuffler goes, Archmage Tinderdick, Gorgonzola Parma. 
and Lord Tinderdick bares his teeth into a nasty smile. I've been expecting you for some time. You're not going to say hello to your employee? Looks over to Trick, who tries to hold their gaze, and goes, I don't talk to the help. I will speak to another wizard like you. All right. If we're all agreeing to speak, then let's all speak. And I uh, take the chair opposite uh, Lord Tuffler, and I sit down. You sit down. You see Smite uh, kind of uncomfortably lean against a wall, and Trick is, I mean, just frozen in place as he watches his employer um, enter and conjure up a chair that appears right near you. And he sits down, the two of you looking at each other in the eye. Um, you see Ciceros is near Brigid and has a hand on a dagger and goes, should we do something? Just spread out a bit so we're not all in the same place. She nods um, and you see she kind of takes a step back going towards the door, taking the spot that Trick would normally take, honestly. Um, as everyone kind of falls into place, the sounds of candid fire and battle growing louder and louder around the castle. You know it is quite immature to leave me waiting. One moment, sorry. I actually have business with someone else here, and I will um, lob really disrespectfully my entire coin purse at Der Boucher, which contains 830 gold, 78 silver, and five copper, all of the money that I have on me, and go, here, for the salami, can we be even? Uh, go ahead and roll an attack roll. <laughs> uh, 16. Crack! This bag of coins hits him in the face. Oh, my nose! Oh, falls to the ground, just blood pouring from it. And you see he opens an eye and starts sifting through the bag. Yeah, this will cover it. <laughs> I turn back to Ginger Dick with Ter Boucher, firmly taken care of. Do you want to draw that contract up? I'd like to take a look at it. I'd be happy to. If you wouldn't mind handing over the object that was taken from me. It was taken from me, too. Actually, your shard doesn't even exist anymore. You even know what it was? Give me an insight check. 16. This mage was already clearly not happy. Very displeased by your presence in general, but upon the mention that you have lost this object that he has been seeking for quite some time, you see a vein begin to bulge in his forehead. You're telling me you wasted months of my precious existence by making me wait only to tell me now that you have nothing for me. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I'm doing, actually. <laughs> you see Trick nervously looks to you and then to Grimwald and you see Tinder Dick. <sighs> the shard is a non-starter. It's nothing. There is no shard. How are we moving forward? Any good businessman knows that you've got to take your losses on the chin and move forward. Where is it? You begin to feel a presence pushing deep into your mind as he's casting detect thoughts, but you shatter the spell. The shard is the heart of a god. 
belongs to no one. It belonged to me. Past tense. I'm glad that we are in agreement. Where did it go? I told you. The shard didn't go anywhere. There is no shard. There's no item for your collection. So you have nothing to bargain with then? Oh, I've got something to bargain with. Hand on my sword. I see. We could do this peacefully. You could let Trick go, and we'll, knowing fully that I'm not just going to like leave Paddlewick with like evil people in charge of it, you could let Trick go out of their contract. We'll be on our merry way. The ships will stop shooting their cannons. I'll stop pointing my sword at Mr. Tuffler here. You think I care about any of these pathetic, tiny peons? You see, Lord Tuffler finally looking up from his book, which he's been reading this whole time. What? (laughs) You have nothing to offer me. No insight into what may have happened to the precious object which was taken from me. Are you stupid? I thought mages were supposed to be intelligent. I told you, you knew the shard was a powerful magic item. You knew it had properties similar to the crystals found all over our world. It was a remnant of the malediction, and now it's a reminder. None of us can hold it. She's alive. Pity. Give me a strength check. Okay. Four. So it's an 11. You are suddenly launched over the desk, through the glass windows that are behind the desk for this office, tumbling out into the ward between you and the stone wall that surrounds this manor. This force, more powerful than you could have ever expected it, knocks the wind out from under you. You take five damage as you stand up brushing the glass off of you all of your allies immediately leap into action but he begins to walk towards the glass window you see tuffler go i just had those redone cicero's pulls out her dagger and goes i'll kill you i kind of like hold up a hand from where i am on the floor like a peace hand (laughs) stronger than you look first i will kill you Then I will kill your friends. Then that pathetic father of yours. Yes, I know all about your pitiful existence here. You've given me quite some time to do some research because I am a smart mage. The shard was going to be the key of my ascension. I was to be a god of the dragon lords. But you had to ruin it with your insolence as this small, frail, older mage begins to grow, his body transforming, growing larger and larger as he shatters the office in his process of transforming into a massive, ancient green dragon. I, Gangren the Corrupter, will rule this realm. I need everyone to roll initiative. Okay. Hey, conspiracy confirmed. How's it feel, guys? It feels really good. <laughs> Twelve. Eight. 
from tip to tail over 80 or so feet, this massive ancient green dragon, emerald scales that ripple as he moves forward. The building around this specific room begins collapse in. I need everyone who is still in the building to roll dexterity saving throws. Zola, you are exempt from this because you were launched out the window. Ciceros, Smite, Dare, and Trick all pass their deck saves. I got an eight. But unfortunately, you, Brigid, and Lord Tuffler do not, as <laughs> rocks begin to collapse. Grimwald, this is not according to <laughs> splattered by a massive piece of ceiling. Oh my god. Oh. You know, it's not how I wanted to take him out, but it had to be done. <laughs> Zola can't even see that this is happening yet. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have to tell your friend Just something. Watching rubble. <laughs> what? Are we fighting a dragon right now, or what were you calling out to me for? <laughs> this massive draconic form. Brigid, you are gonna take. Is this really all necessary? Uh, you know what? I'll negate all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you take 14 damage as rocks <laughs> collapse. You see Smite go, Brigid, and reach a hand out, but is not uh, able to grab you in time as you dive out of the way and are hit by some of the collapsing rocks. This castle is now open air, if you will. The guards that are on the walls are already engaged with an enemy at their gates, but you see some of them turn. Like, Zola, you look up and you see a guard go like, Hey, Zola, is that you? And you recognize Frederick on one of the parapets. Uh, no. <laughs> turn my... Up. No, I'm like Glaze. <laughs> up first is going to be Ciceros, who is going to um, bonus action hide. Not a great roll. Um, you see she um, like goes to try and slide behind some of the rubble, and she's still a little weak on her knees, so she's actually going to use her full action to get some full cover here. Duck out of the way. From now on, this initiative, she's going to be next turn acting on your turn, Zola. I'll just refer to you if you what you think you would want Ciceros to be doing. Okay. Next up in initiative is going to be a legendary action from Tinderdick, who is going to burst through the glass windows, shattering, showering you in glass. I'm like walking back on my still like uh, fallen on my butt, but like crab walking back, dragging myself on my hands. Insolent tiny folk. Um, as you watch, he is going to try and just slam a claw down on you. <laughs> you sure you don't want to negotiate more? <laughs> as you said, a business person needs to learn how to take failures on their chin. I'm only 18 if that changes things. That is... The card always worth pulling. The claw comes down, you roll out of the way, but it, you realize just in, um, at the last second that that was a distraction as the tail whips around and it's going to try and crack at you. That is a 23 to hit. Yes, that will hit me. Okay. That is 19 damage, Zola. As you are literally, you're like... I'm 18, does that help? Um, he slams the claw down. You roll over and look up as a tail cracks you and launches you <sighs> anime style just straight into the wall. It Crack. never helps. <laughs> that is his legendary action. That is going to be Trick's turn. Trick is going to use an action to cast Mirror Image. As you watch, Trick rushes forward, launches themselves off of the desk of Lord Tuffler, and when they land... Four total images of Trick land, three-point landing, and rush forward, um, kind of spreading out to try and draw his attention. Your people will be very displeased at this. They do not tolerate failure. Trick is now going to also bonus action hide. 
that is a natural 18 plus their 17 uh, bonus, so they are pretty well hidden. Where'd you go? Which one are you, are you? <laughs> that is Trick's turn. Did he say, which one are you, are you? <laughs> Don't make fun of the way I talk. That is going to be... <laughs> I thought you wrote a book. I've written several. You might be a fan, maybe? I'm a well-renowned author. I heard those were ghost-written. Only the first three. <laughs> he conjured an actual <laughs> ghost. An unseen servant. <laughs> uh, Brigid, that is going to be your turn. I'm just going to full send this whole fight. Like, I am like, it's like, I'm going to go for it. Now's the time to send it. You got this. Hearing him stumble on his words and talk about ghostwriting his book, uh, I am Only like- the first three. This guy's not, this guy can't be smart. And I want to cast Feeble Mind on him. Um, what's the save? It is a 19 intelligence save. And what level spell is that? That is an eighth level spell. I need you to roll a d20 and add your spellcast modifier to it. It's a 14. Okay. You successfully cast the spell but as you do, Brigid, you feel that familiar feeling from when you tried to cast Bonfire and there was a little bit of a, uh, it was like the, the weave almost got a little out of your hands. And as you go and cast this incredibly powerful spell, you once again feel the weave kind of slip and unravel slightly um, as a wild magic surge comes into effect. Whoa. This is crazy. This is the first time you guys have triggered one of these. You guys have rolled insanely well on all these, but this effect has been happening since the start of this arc. Every time you've rolled for a spell of a certain level or higher, you've had to roll to see if it casts without any sort of other effects happening. This time, for the next minute, you can teleport up to 20 feet as a bonus action on your turn. You literally feel this strange sort of like phasing feeling as you let go of this spell um, and you disappear and reappear just 20 feet nearby. And Smite goes, whoa, did you mean to do that? Um, and as you guys are having this moment, you see Tinderdick is gonna try and use a reaction and counter spell. It's going to have to roll for it. Doesn't know what spell it is, but it's going to cast a fourth level. If I counterspelled his counterspell, like this is before my turn, so I get my reaction back on my turn. Correct. I will counterspell his counterspell. Okay, you need to roll. It's a DC 14. He's only upcasting it by one level. He's being cautious. He knows that there's other mages around. 20. 20 is going to do it. The spell goes through. You counter his counterspell. He's going to have to roll a save to resist. Feeble mind. This is a really bad for him. This is a, a wizard's least favorite spell. That is a natural 18 plus no, his it bonus. Isn't. It's a two. <gasps> then he's going to use a legendary resistance to pass. That burns one. Good. We're getting him out of there. You have such a high control of heat as you are connected with the all fire, you focus on a point near where his the crown of his draconic skull is, and you essentially try and like burn into his mind, but he shakes off the spell. That's the way, Brigid. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. What? <laughs> I couldn't resist. It's just one of my favorite songs. <laughs> really? And anyway, we'll get into it later. Mr. Tuffler, what do you think about that song? This <laughs> is <laughs> just blood seeping out oh from underneath God. the rocks. That is Trick's turn. That's Brigitte's turn. Is going to use another legendary action to make a tail attack, this time on Trick. Has to roll to see if he hits the correct one. 
that is an 11. The tail cracks out and one of the mirror images is destroyed, but Trick is unharmed. Two more mirror images left. That is a legendary action from Tinderdick, aka Gangrin. It is now Zola's turn. <laughs> Come, literally p crawling out of the rubble of the wall that you were just embedded into, you see the chaos unfolding as Gangrin's attention is sort of divided, trying to focus on you, but Trick is pulling it away as these like mirror images are like <laughs> shadow clone style like hopping around i look at all of this chaos in front of me just through this shattered window i go honestly people have it right wizards are so annoying and i'll leap into the fray <laughs> three swipes right away on the dragon holy shit do it do it do you got it. a sorted dragon Dragons aren't all buddy-buddy. <laughs> Clearly. It's true. First is a 20. That's the lowest. That does not hit. Okay. Second is a 22. Has no reaction. Cannot shield. That is exactly his AC. Okay. Then the second one also hits because that's a 24. 36 damage on him. <sighs> 36 damage. You come in swinging. <laughs> Three quick swipes. I think I'm swinging at like his legs uh, and and arms, trying to like knock him down and get him uh, to like notice me on the ground. His head whips in your direction. You dare slice it a god? That is your action. You have a bonus action. Bonus action. Misty step out of his range, thirty feet back uh, behind a fallen bookcase or something. You. Disappear out of this like small courtyard outside of the mansion and reappear in the ruined study, ducking behind essentially Lord Tuffler's. Maybe near Cicero's. Oh, yeah, yeah. You find where Cicero's is hi hiding behind you, <laughs> appear next to her, and she jumps <gasps> a little bit and goes, Oh, do you do this a lot? <laughs> the dragon thing? Kind of. <laughs> that is going to be your turn. Does she go on my turn as well? Um, she used her action this round, oh, so next, next turn okay. she will start doing that. Got it. Um, now it is actually going to be. Lord Tinderdick's turn. Can we just start calling him Gangren so I don't have to hear Tinderdick anymore? <laughs> Call me by my true name. Tinderdick! I mean, Gangren! Which is it? I'm sorry it's been so long. I've used both for many years. Tinderdick is wild, dude. He merely throws people off my trail, though. Um, <laughs> They're so uncomfortable, they just don't want to talk to you. It's actually going to use a legendary action quickly on their turn. Good. To make a perception check to see if they can identify which one of these mirror images is trick. That's a 19 on the die. The green eyes burning lock onto one of the three images of trick. There you are. You see, as trick like freezes in place, the other two mirror images freezing as well, drawing the dagger. You see, at first, it looks like trick is unafraid, but then. Gangren snarls, fall into line. Um, and you watch as Trick is frozen in place with power word stun. Is that a s spell my... It is an eighth level spell. And my counter spell is back. And your counter spell is back if you would like to try and counter it. I also do have to roll for Lord Tinderdick because that is a very high level spell. Yep, rolls high enough to cast it without any sort of incidents. I'll hold my counter spell. Trick frozen in place. The dragon looms over them. That is their action. 
and they use their last legendary action this round. You see, it looks like Gangrin is going to launch an entire round of attacks on Trick as Smite leaps into action on his turn. Finally. <laughs> Smite back in action, baby. I'm spooning. You watch as, using his movement, he bounds off of some of the um, debris, leaps off the desk, and in midair is going to cast an eighth level Whoa. fireball. Whoa. Whoa. His most powerful spell yet. He does have to roll. Oh my god, he does a fireball. That is a four, so there's going to be a wild magic surge. Oh no. As you watch Smite leap through the air, he draws his sword and points it at Gangren and goes, burn! And there is a point of flame that flies out from it, and as it does, and it... it ignites and explodes this massive fireball. It's per it's perhaps double the size of any of the other fireballs he's ever cast before. Engulfs this dragon's head in flames. You watch as fog begins to billow through the space as fog cloud is accidentally cast by the wild magic surge. What? What's, what's going on? Um, is that smoke? He, uh, Whoa. Gangrin has to roll a dexterity saving throw. That is a natural 20 is only gonna take half damage. Half, it's gonna be 22. That is Smite's turn. Back to the top of the round. As I said, Cicero's is gonna start acting on your initiative, or at least she's gonna take your command. You see, she looks at you and she goes, okay, so you said you do this a lot. What's the best move? Um, don't get breathed on. Okay. Um, she's gonna bonus action, try and hide again, cause she did natural 20 that time. She is pretty well, she ducks down. At this point, Gangren has completely forgotten about the frail looking half drow who had entered the space. Um, she is going to draw her dagger and wait until he is close enough to launch a sneak attack strike. That is essentially her turn. First up, we're gonna do a quick legendary action, but also I need everyone to quickly roll a wisdom saving throw, except for Zola. As this dragon looms over you, you all begin to realize just what kind of trouble you're in. Wisdom saving throw? It's 21. 21 is gonna pass. Everyone but Trick, funny enough, fails as the frightening presence of this dragon um, makes, makes a fear effect come into place. Now we're gonna actually have the legendary action. Gonna use two legendary actions. Um, looks around, trying to find Zola, who just disappeared. Fog Cloud, though. Um, Fog Cloud is spreading around, is just going to um, take a shot at Trick as advantage. That is a natural 20 on the attack roll. A crit? I wanted to save this, but I ha I can't let this dragon crit on trick. I give Gangren my second port and roll of four. Okay. Um, with a four. They might still hit, but it won't be a double damage. And someone who's stunned, which is probably going to be worse. Yeah, exactly. That would be really bad. Oops. Well, I was hoping to use one of those for save, but. <laughs> that actually causes it to miss. Yes. The, the bonus to the spell attack for this dragon is lower than its like attack bonuses. So literally just and casts Melf's acid arrow, but is spitting like this poisonous Trick, acid. Watch out, that's nasty. And Trick just completely frozen in place. The acid just, just flies over their shoulder. 
What? How did I miss? Um, that is going to be, um, that's the legendary action. It is now Trick's turn. Trick gets to roll at the end of his turn, roll a wisdom save. That is a natural 18 plus the wisdom save is going to pass. They are no longer stunned, but they are still frightened. That is their whole turn anyways. Next in initiative is going to be you, Brigid. Great. I'm going to use my bonus action to teleport in front of Trick, like right next to Gangren is... Yeah, like right between Gangren and Trick. Is Gangren like... Can I touch Gangren? Gangren is kind of looming over. There, you might be able to get a hand on any of like the massive dragon form that is uh, uh, like a towering over Trick. Right. Like, so right in front of Trick, I touch a little claw <laughs> and I want to cast Contagion. So that's 22 to hit. 22 is exactly the AC. And I'm going to say that his attention is on trick. As you appear in front and you just like put a hand on him, um, he goes, what? What effect goes into play as you touch and this necromantic sort of disease begins to spread to this dragon? So he doesn't have to do a con save? So yeah, at the end of each of his turns, he makes a con save. All right, so I touch his little claw. It's not little. And I cast... It's as big uh, as you. I, I cast Contagion. It succeeds. He is overcome with blinding sickness. Pain grips the creature's mind, and his eyes turn milky white. The creature has disadvantage on wisdom checks and wisdom saving throws and is blinded. You watch as the green eyes begin to pale and turn as you described in milky white. He snarls. Trixie Druid. Brigid has learned a couple of things in her search for the Phoenix Flower about death and disease. It's going to use the only legendary reaction remaining to swing out uh, with a tail attack with disadvantage towards you. Cool. That is a natural two, but plus the bonus is a 17 to hit you, Brigid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that hits. 15 damage to you, Brigid. As you are, you like tumble back through the dirt and grass. Um, at this point, by the way, as you're like recovering, again, the battle is raging around you. The sound of cannon fire peppering the docks. Um, all of the guards that are on this inner Lord Manor's wall um, are freaking the fuck out. There is a massive drag. The beast is back! You don't want to get involved in this. Ah, you guys should screaming. go into your families. Give me a uh, intimidation check. <laughs> okay. I love those. <laughs> oh, I have plus five of these now. Wow. Mm, 15. 15. You see Frederick on the wall look down to you and goes, I don't know who this one is, but she's all right. <laughs> and winks at you and just try, like just like begins to charge off and is trying to like get the guards to be like we gotta focus on the guys in the harbor you know essentially draw their energy elsewhere as mm -hmm. they they think that maybe the dragon is a little bit above their pay grade <laughs> yeah to them it really it, is it really is and you, you could tell also that the fact is they don't know that Lord Tuffler was in league with Lord Grimwald Tinderdick. Right. They just saw a green dragon and then, you know, likely he made himself a human. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. So they are absolutely terrified of the dragon that appeared. Canon, all of the guards in Paddlewick are like uh like volunteer firefighters. Like none of them get paid. <laughs> Oh, God. It's just a bunch of guys who hang out in their garage and it's, also call when anything goes wrong. <laughs> it's, it's very, very true. Uh, and it's canon now. Uh, that is actually the end of the legendary action. It's Zola's turn. 
Still blinded at this point, snarling, looking around for anyone. As you see, Trick is like stumbling back, no longer stunned, but definitely terrified of this being. Get back! Um, is there... I know the fog cloud is still in front of us, but this giant dragon is looming out of the fog cloud, right? It's kind of like everybody who's in the crushed office is obscured by the fog cloud. The dragon has stepped out of the office into the ward to attack Trick and you. And since you teleported away and kind of came back and away, the dragon is blind of everything, but is particularly not able to see those who are hidden in the fog cloud. But I can see the dragon. But you can see the dragon. I mean, Excellent. the fog cloud... It's not that big. It's not that it's big. What I'm asking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little foggy down by its feet. <laughs> it's good for you guys to crouch in, but yeah, definitely. Uh, and you see, it's Ciceros also is going to time whatever you do or whatever she does with what you're doing. Okay, wonderful. Kneeling in the fog, peering over this bookshelf with Ciceros next to me, uh, I look at Ciceros and I go, "I've never done this. Only had it done to me, but." Uh, I think it goes like this, and I'm gonna try to polymorph him. Oh shit! Because okay. I took polymorph, and I believe he has disadvantage on this. Yes, it's a DC 19 wisdom saving throw. I'm gonna try and turn him from a worm to a worm. Okay, disadvantage. Um, you pull out this tiny little cocoon, the only necessary component for this spell. And I fucked him off the tree as we came <laughs> as into you were going uh, in. Ramsey Farm. <laughs> uh, and as you begin to cast, you see Ciceros is marveling at you and goes, I will disorient him. Uh, and she pulls her dagger out and flicks it across the space and is going to just try and just deal some damage real quick. Ah, perfect. I find you very disorienting. <laughs> That's so romantic. Um... <laughs> Unfortunately, is too far, so I had to roll with disadvantage. The dagger flies off and just misses, but he turns his attention towards you just in time for the spell to go off. Let's roll those saves with disadvantage. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? 19. Is going to have to use another legendary resistance to uh, succeed on this because that was a natural two. Running out of those? No, I'm feeling great. I feel more legendary and resistancy than ever. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll see fine in just a second. Ducking back down uh, behind the bookshelf. That was a good throw. It's just he's really scarily. That was a very powerful spell. You have gone so strong. Thanks. I'm actually kind of holding it back. I have a feeling that there's only so long he can do that for. That is going to be your turn, Zola. It is now Tinderdick's turn. Snarling, furious. He has no idea where you guys are. He is out of legendary actions this round, so he cannot detect. I'm going to roll a luck check. That's a natural 20. He turns, guessing where the mass of your group is. <sighs> Exhales this cone of a horrifying, sickly, greenish-yellow gas that pours in, literally just almost, if it were liquid, it would be splashing into the space. It spreads around every corner and throughout the shattered office of Lord Tuffler. I need everyone who is in there to roll a constitution saving throw. Zola, Smite, and Ciceros. Hold your breath. 20. Smite is going to pass. Ciceros is going to fail, and you are also going to fail. I actually don't have enough dice to roll this, so I'm going to use an online dice roller. Uh-oh. <laughs> That'll be 76 damage to you, Zola, and 76 damage to Ciceros, 
who is, I will tell you right now, she has 11 hit points left. As she falls to the ground, the gas filling her lungs, she begins to cough, blood spilling from her eyes, nose. She looks at you and the same is happening to you from your ears as well. As your lungs grow tight, the world begins to get hazy. That is Gangren's turn. It is now Smite's turn. Furious, seeing his allies get absolutely choked by this dragon smoke. Does Gangren do a save? At the end of his turn, he's not going to use a legendary uh, resistance yet. He's going to try and save from this. He is going to save. So he, his eyes, he blinks his eyes. There you are. Choke. It needs to succeed, succeed oh, three times. Three times. Okay, so that's just the first. Yeah. Got it. Whoa. Okay. Damn. His wow. eyes are still milky. Three guaranteed turns. He goes, there you are. And you see he's looking in the totally wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> so dumb. I hate people. I hate men who think they're smart, but they're not. Resist the urge. He deserves it, but resist the urge to lecture. <laughs> Smite is going to rush out. Bonus action cast Far Step, which allows him to teleport uh, as a bonus action every turn. Seeing Brigid, um, he's going to do the same. He does have to roll. Is going to cause a wild magic surge. He only rolled a 13. Zola, give me a luck check for you and Ciceros. Nat 1 for Ciceros and I. Okay. (laughs) Ciceros, why would you do that? (laughs) What? Why you say? What do you say? (laughs) Just joking. You both take four necrotic damage as wild magic shakes the place. You watch as he rushes forward, bounding, and disappears and far steps and is landing on the back of Gangren, drawing his blade. Smite is going to go ahead and roll two attacks. Where's Derbuchet? Derbuchet is absolutely hiding. (laughs) All right, I gave him all my money. (laughs) You gave him all your money, so he fucking bailed. Uh, First one is not going to hit. He swipes out. Uh, He just kind of almost loses his balance as he's like trying to, literally he's on the shoulder blades of this massive beast. It's wings flapping, trying to knock him off. He struggles to get the first hit, um, swings again. That is going to be a 26 to hit and is going to dump a fifth level divine smite in. Smite is back and he's smiting. Come smite the lights! (laughs) 22 damage from smite. Gorgeous. As he stabs into the shoulder blades with his glowing blade, Gangren snarls and rears back. It is, um, I'm going to hold Cicero's turn to your turn, uh, and legendary action Tinderdick is going to try and do a wing attack to launch Smite off of him. I need a dexterity saving throw from Brigid uh, and Trick as well, as this is a um, situation where a save is required. Nat 20 for Trick. 18 on the die. So a dirty 20. That actually is going to fail. Smite also <laughs> fails. I know, I got a 20 before Wait, I, I get a f- plus five to my bonus on saves because Smite's near me. <gasps> you were so right. You and get a so bonus. Does trick. Trick got a nat 20, and with that bonus, because of the aura of protection, you Woo! managed to hold your ground as this massive dragon flaps these huge, leathery, like pale green wings. You guys just hold your ground. Um, trick... Uh, is able to withstand it. Smite 
I believe, thanks to his own ability, is also going to save. The wing ability that he has, having wings? Uh, no, that's really funny. He blows back. He's like, oh, thanks for the lift, brother. <laughs> his voice changes. Thanks um, for the lift. <laughs> it's the only thing about him that changed was his voice. Whoa. Um, literally, thanks to the aura of protection, Smite also saves. You guys all withstand the wing attack, and two legendary actions are immediately burned at the top of this round. Nice. Why are you all still standing? Um, that is Trick's turn. Trick is going to try and save from the frightened presence. That's a natural nine. That, unfortunately, even with the bonus does not pass the 19. Trick is going to bonus action hide. Yep, that's a 28. Trick like dives behind some of the nearby rubble that was launched in this initial breakthrough, grabbing, uh, has their daggers out and is ready, but is panicked, has no idea how to face this, this being ha who had kept them under their thumb for so long. That is Trick's turn. It is now Brigid's turn. I'm gonna cast a fourth level polymorph. Okay, he has disadvantage on the save once again. With a 16 on his save, he's going to use his last legendary resistance and prevent himself from being turned into a worm. That means he's going to have to rely on his con to try and get him through this disease that you've given him. You gave me a disease? <laughs> I'm elderly, that's so dangerous! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn, Brigid? I want a bonus action teleport because of the wild magic surge mm -hmm. moment. Go up to Trick and like prepare to cast a spell on them. Okay, that is your turn. It is now going to um, be the next and final legendary action of this creature on this round. Is going to make a perception check to kind of try and get its surroundings has disadvantage on this but that's pretty freaking good gang i can smell you with a 29 perception check has a pretty good sense of where everyone is right now cringing at cicero's you smell like grimlock <laughs> is this really the time to be telling me that you couldn't have offered me something at your house. Do you not have deodorant? It's still cute. That is uh, the legendary Lady action. Speed stick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any secrets? Isn't that a, a queen in another <laughs> country? Lady Speedstick. <laughs> My lady. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, that is your turn, Zola. Actually. Okay. I'm um, fumbling. Um, through my little, I think, Zola, because I don't have, like, um, my backpack is probably falling apart. I grabbed, like, a little tote bag from home, so I've got all my stuff in a gay tote bag now. <laughs> Just re rebranding. Thanks. <laughs> um, it says, uh, Ramsteed Farm. Now that uh, your dad Parmesan. <laughs> so that your dad knows, you're like, I'm leaning in hard. Gotta do the branding. <laughs> um, and I dig in and grab my healing potion that I have from Mrs. Brigitte's mom and, uh, close Cicero's hands around it and go, drink this and don't come out till you feel better. Okay. Um, is that 4d4 plus 4? 4? 4d4 plus 4. Sweet. Not great rolls, unfortunately. That is only 11 hit points, but hey, every bit of it counts. I feel a little better, um, but I will hide here. <laughs> She's gonna Please do a do. quick stealth check. Um, reliable talent that is, uh, let's see. She rolled a four. God, guys, my rolls tonight are kind of garbage. She gets a 23 on her stealth. So she's relatively hidden as so long as 
he isn't necessarily targeting her. Now it is your turn. You have your action and bonus action. Mm-hmm. Watching Cicero's making sure that she downs that potion. I go, this will be over soon. I'm going to sprint out from behind the bookshelf. You said he's 60 feet away? Yes. Sprinting. My crocs pounding against the floor, <laughs> crushing glass beneath me. I will run up into the mix with everyone and using my action to dash to get there, I will action surge and take my attacks on him. Okay. I'm also going to, um, before I get there, run a hand through my hair and wink at Cicero's and get my um, second wind, because that's <laughs> will be my bonus action, which hasn't gotten eaten into yet. Coughing up blood, she smiles. <laughs> what the fuck, Noah? Don't say shit like that. Um, okay, I got back 14 hit points. Wahoo. Wow! <laughs> All right, three attacks on Gangren the Corruptor. Uh, the first is uh, a 17, which isn't going to hit. Second one is a 21, which also isn't going to hit. But the last one is a 35. That's going to hit. <sighs> Wasted action surge. Oh, but I roll max damage, so 22 damage on the one hit. The first two slices, and then finally sink into the scales and he <laughs> howls in a bizarre pain um that is ow 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 that hurts all right that is going to be your turn zola it is now Tinderdick's turn roll to see if he gets his breath weapon back that is a three needed to roll Ooh. a five or a six it is not thank god because that <laughs> would have killed me <laughs> he is with disadvantage, because he needs line of sight for a lot of spells, he's just going to take his three attacks. First is going to take a claw disadvantage attack at you, Zola. That's a natural 14 on the die. That's a 29 to hit. Yes, that one hits. Then a 31 to hit. That hits. That is a 21 to hit. Uh, Yeah, even if I shielded, he would hit. First claw, blindly swiping out, manages to hit you and pins you to the ground. Second claw slams down, raking across your body, and then (sighs) bites into you with the massive jaws, choking poison breath, filling your lungs. Um, You take, that is 80 damage. As he bites into me, Zola starts to lose a lot of blood. That is Tinderdick's entire turn, has no legendary actions. Smite watches as you are clawed twice, launched into the air, and caught in the jaws of this horrid monstrosity. He screams, and as he does, you watch as his wings bamf out. Smite is going to quicken spell, burn two sorcery points to be able to cast a seventh level fireball. He's gonna roll to see if he triggers a wild magic surge. That's a 17 plus his bonus, he's all set. You watch as in, I'll say it's one fluid movement as he quicken spells and then is gonna take two attacks. Light a fire under his ass. First First attack, unfortunately, is gonna miss. But next attack is going to just barely hit when he is gonna dump another divine smite into that. This one's gonna be a fourth level. Okay, roll a dex save for Gangren. That is a failure. It's gonna take the full 40 damage from that fireball, 
and then as he's literally in one fluid motion slams the blade into the shoulder blades of this monster um and is going to divine smite and then on top of that 40 fire damage smite deals an additional 30 radiant and piercing damage as he stabs into this creature dealing a total 70 damage in one turn that is smite's turn top of the round Cicero's is going um, on my turn. Go, she's holding her turn. She's gonna, um, she already did her healing, so she, yeah, she's gonna hold everything for your turn. Top of the round, legendary action for Tinder Dick. He's gonna try and perceive where everyone is. Actually, no, he's he's fucking sick of having this, this little pesky angel boy on his back. <laughs> um, I need a deck save from Brigid as once again, um, he is going to attempt to use his ability of wing attack to kind of trying to flip Smite off, and you are just caught in the crosswinds. Um, Smite uh, passes, unfortunately for him, so he just... Ah! <laughs> just getting flung around. This is a what? Wing attack, so deck save. Okay. We're both getting flung around. So Am I... I'm not close enough to Smite? Not at this exact moment, unfortunately. It's 11. Nine damage, and you are just knocked into Trick, at who manages to pass the deck save and kind of catch you. You're prone, but Trick will essentially be helping you up, like pulls you behind the rubble that he's hiding behind and is going to um, look at you and go, are you okay? Yeah, thank you. We need to help her, looking up at you, Zola. Um, <laughs> that is going to be Trick's turn. Trick is gonna try and save from the Frightened. Finally, Trick saves from the front with a natural 15 plus the save. Managed to literally just barely save. That's so poetic. Snarling, furious Trick. <laughs> Pulling out the blink dagger and this rapier going to rush forward, leaping out of hiding and trying to attempt to stab. That is only a 17, but is going to use Stroke of Luck, that ability they used once before, to turn that into a hit stabs through the calf of this beast. That's 10d6 sneak attack damage. Ooh, you need some? I'll take it, gang. Here's yeah. nine. That's nine. I'll take one from you. <laughs> 28 damage. Not too shabby, Not Trek. too shabby. Not Had to get in this fight sometime. Shabby. And then is gonna just deal an additional d8. Cause that's the, oh, max damage on that. So that's a 13. Wow, another 41 damage chipping away. This sickly dark green blood trickles down. Smoke has begun to fill the air from the cannon fire, blocking out the sun. The sky is a hazy sort of red as chaos reigns all around you. Um, but Trick, holding the blade there, goes, I'm not afraid of you anymore. That is going to be their turn. Bonus action, gonna try, I guess, try and hide behind the leg. Why not? 33 on a, on a stealth check to just slide into the leg is blind, so I guess that makes sense. Where are you? Where'd you go? That is Trick's turn. It is now Brigid's turn. Brigid, you, Trick, underneath this monster that is being ridden by Smite with Zola in its jaws, what do you do? I cast a six-level heal on Zola for 70 hit points. <gasps> oh, I'm currently at eight hit points. You suddenly feel all of the wounds that you had sustained heal instantaneously. You are filled with vigor and warmth as your friend, the keeper of the Allfire Channel, some of her healing flames through you. Zola! As I start to like push at 
uh, the teeth of Gangren trying to like muscle my way out of his jaw. I think you see like a mixture of his blood and mine starting to spill out of his mouth. <laughs> Just choking as you're like literally pushing <laughs> the, Sorry. the head up. Um, that is- Joke, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> To every enemy, just simply choke. I was saying that. Just trying to. Um, That is what an amazing turn, Brigitte. Uh, Do you want to use your movement at all or anything? Thank you, Ashley. I I do need you to roll a d20, uh, not your spell casting on a fire. It's a sixth level. It's a sixth level. The the wild magic effect is now for every spell, fifth level or higher. A 12. A 12. A 44. You, for the next minute, teleport up to 20 feet as a bonus action. You just feel yourself really, really phasing in and out of reality. You, like, you call up to Zola and then disappear, and you're up there with Zola touching her, and then disappear, and you're back in the ground. Um, (laughs) I didn't even need to touch you for that spell. (laughs) Um, Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to make sure his last turn, did he do another constitution saving throw? He did not. He did not. Yeah, right. He was right before Smite. Let me do that con save. Thank you for reminding me. How many times have you... uh, he did it once before. This is the second round. And he just saved again. So it's two saves. That is going to be legendary action is going to just try and detect, see where everyone is. Natural 17. That is 34. Has a full awareness of the um, surroundings. Most of us are on him. <laughs> I know where you all are. <laughs> You've been stopping and looking around a lot. Could Wait. I, could I suggest Ampledorf's ocular improvers? Don't bring him up to me. Whoa. That is going to be Zola. It is your turn. Excellent. Looking around, taking stock of everyone, seeing that this office is completely destroyed. I am feeling hurt. Cicero's is feeling hurt. And I think we need a minute to like take stock of everything and regroup. I'm going to try and banish him. He's going to try and counterspell you. I will try and counterspell him back. Okay. Wait, I can't use two. Oh, wait, you can counterspell because it's a reaction, okay. yeah. Um, and he's only casting it at a third level, um, so you counter his counterspell. He has to roll to save against the banishment. It is a charisma 19 save, and he has disadvantage because I hit him with a melee attack my last round. Okay. He has plus 11 to his charisma saves. He just needs an 8 or higher on both of these rolls. That's cocked. First one was a 19, though. That is a 9. Exactly. <sighs> I'm not going anywhere. Give me a medicine check. Uh, you're looking at Gangren, your eye. Um, I'll say you get a free medicine check because of your eye of Groomsh. So your battle tactics begin to analyze the scenario. He's managed to resist this spell, but it gives you a chance to really get a look at him. 21. You see that he is, we like to use the term bloodied. He looks like he's taken a significant amount of damage. Okay. He's not like on death's door, certainly. He's got plenty of, he's got a pretty good pool of hit points. But just with that look, you know that like looking at your team, you guys are hurt, but he is like as hurt as you. And there's only one of him. Incredible. Then I will run, run, run away. <laughs> uh, 30 feet. I'll just get out of his immediate like bite range. Where are you going? I smell that you're leaving me. Away! Lady Speed Stick deodorant is getting less strong. <laughs> You're right, I did apply a little in the bathroom at home. I actually went and used all of my skincare for two minutes. Was like, that was oh, the short rest you thank took. Thank God. And didn't offer it to my GF at all. <laughs> my La Roche Posay. <laughs> 
Sola's skin looks the best it's looked this entire adventure. <laughs> you just needed a day of skincare. It really sticky and dewy because I did all the serums, but I didn't get a chance to get to the moisturizer. You look so dewy, babe. Um, from hiding. <laughs> from Cece Rose's bleeding eyes, they say, you look so dewy, babe. That is actually how women who love women compliment each other. You look so, you look so glossy and dewy today, babe. You're like not Matt at all. <laughs> Leaning over the desk, you watch as she takes a letter opener, having thrown her dagger, and just is gonna try and throw it. From hiding. We love someone who's thrifty. Dare Bouchard has my dagger. That is unfortunately a miss for her. It just soars over. Wow. Shit! Ducks down again. Heroes, <laughs> come on. You're doing great, babe. Why in, did we save you? <laughs> I was in the dungeon for these months. Hey, we're a little out of practice. Um, that is going to be, uh, that was Zola's turn. It's now Tinderdick's turn. Tinderdick is going to roll to get his breath weapon back. And he does. Uh-oh. So give me a luck check to see if you're like, you know, if his aim is true in this way. All right. Five. Not Cicero. She's not going to be in the space this time. I'm going to say it's kind of going straight down. It's going to be Trick, Brigid, and Zola this time. <sighs> This horrid, pale, green, yellow gas begins to spew out and spill down over you all. I need a DC 22 constitution saving throw. Okay, I just have to roll a 12. I don't. I will use my indomitable. I still fail. Um, I can use my reaction to absorb elements. Yes, this would absolutely apply to this. So you will automatically uh, roll to see if you save. And then if you do save, because this version of absorb elements is just literally any sort of damage that you're taking, you can use this once and absorb it so long as it's not like someone punching you. Do um, I have to do a save, actually? You still have to do a save. I mean, here's the thing. I'm at, you want to do a save because half of 70 is 35. You can reduce that by half again, if that makes sense. So it's a 17. 17 unfortunately fails, but you're going to take half because you bracers <laughs> lock together and some of that poison gas is reabsorbed into it. You can convert it to another damage um, and attack with it next round, and you are only going to take 35. Zola, you are going to take 70. Trick is also going to take 70. I am back at eight hit points, but I lived thanks to Brigid healing me for exactly the amount that that... Uh that that breath just hurt me for. Seeing uh, Zola and Trick get blasted with this breath again, Brigid starts to panic. Uh, feels like we're getting down to the wire here. Smite sees Brigid beginning to panic, looks at you from atop the dragon. We got this. Don't worry. I've got your six. Smiles at you. <laughs> Literally um, on top of a dragon. <laughs> are you talking to me? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that... Uh, He is going to, he's just burning through everything he's got right now. He is going to far step, teleport off the back of the dragon, and uh, reappear with all of you guys around him. So you guys are all going to get that aura of protection if you stick within 10 feet. You are grouped together, but let's be honest, that hasn't really mattered. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Now is going to just use a fourth level guiding bolt something he hasn't done in quite some time, you watch as he, with his new arm, conjures a bolt of radiant light. Doesn't matter what she stands for, I know what I stand for. And it's gonna hurl it towards them. That is a 26 to hit. That is going to be 7d6 damage. 
That is 26 radiant damage from Smite's Guiding Bolt, and the next attack against Gangren has advantage as he glows with radiant light. Oh, Smite, I feel a lot better now that you're down here. We got this, guys. He's looking really fucking hurt. Has anyone ever told you you have a very comforting aura? Wow, actually no, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be top of the round. Cece Rose's turn. She peers out from over the desk, sees the clouds of like poisonous gas dissipating, looks to you, <laughs> looks how injured you are. Any other Lettner openers? She's gonna, I guess I'll have a perception check. That's a four. Um, <laughs> she looks around looks at the body of Lord Tuffler, which is squished. I look at her very seriously as she's like, kind of like padding along the desk. And when she finally looks up at me, I say, Ciceros, get out of here. I'm not leaving you. We got this. She, give me a persuasion check and you grow with advantage. Okay. I'm hoping that as someone who has been on a ship and can understand tactical retreat, she will understand she has no offensive weapons right now unless she has any spell casting that she can do, mm -hmm. then it's better if uh, we don't have to protect her at the exact moment. 13 persuasion. She looks at you. Where do I go? Uh, I'll try and signal to sticks. And she is going to um, disengage and rush back through the castle. Be careful. She smiles as she runs. I never am. That is... Uh, this is promising. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> that is going to be a legendary action from Tinderdick. Now she's off screen. You can't kill her. <laughs> Damn it. Saw that happened. Only Last one time. got away, but that's fine. Is going to... Let's keep it dragon, all right? Make a tail attack on... It's dragon. Trick. It's dragon, baby. That's gonna hit trick. What? Hit <laughs> by the tail. It's cracked against the face. Oh, guys. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna be bruised up after this one. That is 18 damage to trick. Trick is at 35 HP. That is going to be the legendary action. It is now trick's turn. Trick from hiding. I guess technically that should have had a disadvantage on it. So I'll roll it again. That still would have hit even with the trick in hiding. I'll just say that cracks and sends trick flying back, uses the momentum to launch themselves back into the fray with their rapier. That is only an 18 to hit. Um, is then just going to use a bonus action to kind of, again, dive under the creature and get to the other side and hide. Using that as a distraction, Brigadier, it is your turn. You watch as Gangrid's massive head sniffing the air. It's looking for trick. I also got to quickly roll the save and does come out of blindness. Well, that's balls. <laughs> I can see you now. Seeing his eyes uh, come back to a sickly green from his milky white, Brigand knows that her allies are hurting right now. And so she wants to cast Contagion again, but this time she wants the effect to be a seizure. Okay, roll a, and a spell attack. Plus 11. I'm going to use a luck point. That was a six. Okay, second luck point. Okay, so it's a 22. 22 exactly hits. Hell yes. Okay. Motherfucker. Woo! Oh, this is so 
thought you could spell ash. This is the confusion on the automatons. The creature is overcome with shaking. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity checks, dexterity saving throws, and attack rolls that use dexterity. So many of my spells, I realize, have uh, our dexterity saving throws. Like all of my damage dealing fire spells. So I want to give him disadvantage on dex. It was great that he had blindness uh, the last couple, the last few times, but now I'm like, time to kill you. Okay. That is, um, it goes into effect. You watch as like, he begins to feel weak. The sickness spreading. He's disoriented. The You see, he's also lost a lot of blood. Honestly, like this spell, this necromancy is like weakening him further. He begins to snarl and bring it with your passive insight. You see a bit of fear in his eyes. Ooh. Those scales look mighty good. I'm gonna cut some off and make armor. <laughs> oh my god, you're a psychopath! <laughs> She's fucking crazy. The madness returns. I love the crazy ones. <laughs> that is your turn, Brigid. That is your turn, Zola. I'm gonna hand you the other greater healing if you want oh, it. Thanks. Is that a bonus action to Bonus eat that? action. We just we made that decision early on. Beautiful. Thanks. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Chugging a potion as you draw your blade. Throwing the potion so it smashes in with the other glass. I start rubbing my hands together, growing a spell that I haven't cast in a while, a chromatic orb, and I rub my hands together more and more and more until I grow the biggest chromatic orb that is basically a fireball that I've ever cast before. I'm going to cast with my sixth level spell of chromatic orb. Oh, he's gonna try and counterspell you. Oh God, that's... And I think that would also trigger a wild magic surge. It would indeed. Um, so first, um, Zola, why don't you roll a d20 and add your spell cast to modifier. You're trying to beat a six, uh, DC 16. No, 13. For the next minute, any flammable object you touch is that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flame. As you summon the biggest chromatic orb you've ever cast, this ball of flames shoots forward, magic crackling in the air. As it literally launches up towards him, you see his eye glints and he tries to counterspell you with a natural five fails. <laughs> um, and this ball explodes and as it literally shoots toward him, literally all of the grass ignites and explodes around him. I have to roll to hit him though. I roll a 15. I've had Smite do this one other time um, using his favorite guy by the gods. Uh, once per short rest, if you fail a saving throw or miss an attack roll, you can roll 2d4 and add it to the total, possibly changing the outcome. I've had him use it on Zola once before. I'm going to roll that he can use it one more time. You can add 2d4 to this roll. You need a 7 to hit, correct? Yes. I have to roll a 3 and a 4 right now, right? Yep. <laughs> I rolled a 2 and a 4. Oh. <laughs> one... Uh, one number too short. It glances off of him, but he manages to rear back and just avoid it. Oh, can someone remind me to learn fireball? Now it is Gangrid's turn. <laughs> I can teach you. Rolls a three what? on the okay. breath weapon, does not get the breath weapon back. So is instead looking at all of these allies surrounded him, no longer afraid, united against him. He looks to you, Zola. There's more than one way to win a fight. 
and you watch as he is going to attempt to teleport. I will counterspell him fifth level. This is a seventh level spell. You're going to need to roll for it. And also there's going to be a wild magic surge because I just rolled a five. I have to hit a 17? Correct. Okay. I rolled a nine on my counterspell. With one last look, Gangren grins, sickly teeth dripping with his own blood, looks north and disappears. My dad. And that's where we're going to end our episode today. Thank you so much for listening (laughs) to this episode of Try Not to Die. That should be ashamed. Thank you, especially (laughs) to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Of course, thank you to all of the lovely places where we get our sound effects that include Sword Coast Soundscapes, Michael Gelfi, and Freesound.org. Um, guys, they're angry at me. We've been here. It is, it is 1 a.m. here in the studio. I got here at 7-ish. You got here a little bit after 7. See you back here in 10 hours when we start recording again at 11 a.m. And then do the next episode. And we pick this back up. So I'll leave my dice out. Any, so fun. Yeah, might as well so leave fun. everything out. Um, do you guys have any plugs you want to do before we end tonight's session? I oh, love whatever Shisha just did. Shisha just did a huge stretch. Big bean stretching. Plug in the episode. page. Plug in the finale of our show. Plugging everything. Oh my gosh. And also, like, uh, we have a lot of new listeners. It's very exciting in the yeah. last couple of months. Um, thank you so much to everyone who followed us on Instagram recently and started the show. There's a little influx of people. So, um, we love all of your messages to us. Uh, yes. We pass them around in the group chat. We smile and do crying, smiling emojis uh, at you. Thank it you makes so my day. much. One of our um, listeners and friends actually um, put us under a resource in the uh, oh yeah in the cafe that they work in as like a queer D and D resource. Just so cool for those little kinds of things to happen and really help us to grow our show. So keep keep doing the little grassroots campaign, you know. Please keep spreading the word. We are so close to the end. I mean, gay. We just gave you like gangrene. Gang gangrene. Gang, we gang. just gave you like. Gang. I mean, this gang, definitely gang, is going to get cut down significantly because because there was a lot of pausing between all of our turns. But this is like a several hour episode. We're giving people epics every week. Tell a friend. <laughs> spread the Tell word. Them, I know this chunky up. Tell a chunky app and, you know, go follow me on Twitch. Noah the Infuriator. I'm streaming Breath of the Wild because I will catch up and (laughs) eventually play the new game that just came out. Um, Other than that, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you two tomorrow. Uh, And until next time, (laughs) try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Any Major Dude, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Ilana, Emily, Grace, Hope, Jacob, James, Jeff, Joey, Kate, Katie, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Patrick, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Branstetter, and producer Daddies, Drew Bailey, Sam Golden, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.